0: All right, welcome back, people. Uh, Let's just get right into it. My guest today is Norton Lucas. God, this was a fun one. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for checking it out. Uh, Links in the description. Go check out Perpetual Care. Uh, Go check out Norton Lucas. You can catch him at most any open mic. Uh, Thanks for listening. do you know do you remember nick
1: i remember the name
0: yeah yeah he was he was a good buddy of mine and then just keep that mic about a fist away from your face um so he i should have gotten the arms out for this one sorry we're rolling um he 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 gave me that okay he put goodbye on it and i'm gonna turn it into an album cover at some point i'm gonna put
1: like for now Okay, in got the bottom you. corner that's or something. Great. I like that. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm sorry to hear about that. I didn't know that he was no longer with us.
0: Oh no, he is. He is. Oh, okay, he okay. moved to he moved oh, he to moved. South Carolina. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Nick, if you moved into this, this, this that's like, fucking oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you God. know what's
1: funny? Because I know his name. I'm just I I need to face a mm-hmm. lot of the times. So I n- knew if I saw Nick, I'd be like, oh God, yes, Bald, I totally know this dude. Big
0: mustache, looks like Billy Corgan's evil twin.
1: I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, yeah, go for it, go for it. Because I know I know his name. I just for some reason.
0: I got him on Instagram. I think I have it's, a cartoon drawing it's, it's of It's partially
1: due to my hangover, so I'm sorry ahead of time Nick cuz I know I'm going to feel like a dummy when I when I get this. Um is there a policy on cursing? Swear as much as you want. Okay, cool. I'll That's feel a like a cartoon drawing as soon of him. Oh, see. you know what? Yes. You Remember him? Yeah. That's yeah. my good buddy. Yeah. Missy Nick. Yeah, most of most of our interactions are actually over Facebook uh comments. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So that was from him. And then is anything else in this room from him? I have some stuff at home, but anyway, I'm sitting down with Norton Lucas. Norton, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, I'm glad you said yes. Yeah. Uh, I normally I get a especially from musicians I get yeses, but yeah. I I. Respect the people that I go up and like. Hey man, do you want to be on the podcast? And they're like, No, absolutely not. Yeah. I, I really respect <laughs> it. Like the drummer for Forest Evil. Yeah, um, really like him. We've always had really good conversations. At one time, I was like, yeah. Hey man, do you want to come on the podcast? He's like, No, absolutely not. And I was like, Okay, I respect it. I, respect I don't. I don't understand it, but sure. Yeah I, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel like most musicians are just self-absorbed enough to be like, Yeah, I'd love for you to That's, record a conversation yeah, with yeah. me. It's, a, it's <laughs> time to hear about me. The people need it. <laughs> Just absolute, uh,
0: um, what's the word for it? Uh, Un unwarranted information about yourself—something that nobody's ever talked about. Absolutely,
1: dude. How Um, you been? I've been good. Um, Today, I'll be honest—I'm pretty hungover. All right. Um, I went to a party for my friend's uh, son's eleventh birthday, Mm -hmm. and like. I've been to birthday parties and I've gotten drunk, but when you're at a birthday party for a kid, like all the adults are like, you go you go to a bar or whatnot, right? And yeah. So you're like, okay, these people are having fun. Some of them are kind of sloppy. I should probably catch up with them. I need a drink. I don't want to be around them without being drunk. Yeah. Now imagine you walked into a bar and everybody was like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. child, right? So yeah. like the kids are having way too good of a time. I definitely need a drink.
0: Right, for sure. Yeah.
1: And we did like this slow ride. And so, you know how they go around to the different bars and stuff? Yeah. Um, so, what we did was, each of the bar stops, she found an ice cream shop that was nearby. Mm-hmm. And so, the kids went and got ice cream, and the adults went and got drinks. Okay. And uh, I kind of always told myself I was never going to get on one of those things, mostly because of the, the typical people that are on them. I call them woo wagons. Woo wagons, yep, yeah. yep. And- uh, you sold out, man. Yeah, I totally. Did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was for an 11-year-old's birthday party. It was for a noble cause.
0: So what man. you're saying is there ain't no party like an 11-year-old's birthday party.
1: Not even okay, close. Yeah, an 11-year-old's yeah. birthday party don't stop. Yeah, he even like <laughs> rented a, a hotel room at the JW, mm. the one with the the chrome brontosaurus and yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was crazy because like me walking into a place like that and like. Having a, I was waiting. I was hoping somebody was going to be like, "Excuse me, but are you staying here?" Yeah, normally, and they show you with me. a stick. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, "Yeah, I totally have a card. Like, I'm going to get in this elevator." So, did you away. stay there? I didn't stay. No. Okay. Um, mostly because it was way further away, and you gave me a ride here. So, um, I would have picked you up down there. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, but. Dude. Um. Yeah. No, that was just closer, and also yeah. being home and in a quiet room. Dude, I get. My I, yeah. Dude, yeah. I don't. I don't sleep good in hotel rooms. Yeah. And yeah. they also had two. Two full-size beds, and that was it. So I was like, all right, well, if I stay here, I'm sleeping on the floor Mm -hmm. because there's, like, the parents and the kids in these beds. So I'm like, I'm not sleeping here. (laughs) There's no way. There was a day bed, but it was not comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I even tested it out.
0: They have one of those, like, those, they always have those couches in the room. Mm-hmm. They're like, why is this here? Because it's not comfortable to sit in. It's definitely not comfortable to sleep in, but it's like yeah. just enough to th- where they're like, you're a poor piece of shit not paying for this hotel room. You it's, could sleep yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They're the tub, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If you
1: get desperate, you can totally do this. Yeah. So I purposefully didn't get drunk enough to where I was like, I'll sleep, I'll on, sleep. That, yeah. on a hotel day bed. Like, <laughs> I wasn't that desperate.
0: So you had a good day yesterday.
1: Yeah. Good I Saturday. Did. Yeah, and then I woke up this morning and I was... Real excited about this podcast. I trim my fingernails for this. Dude, thank you so much. I was <laughs> I was worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect, I was like, he "Why shows did up I just with long fingernails? Yeah. I'm gonna freak the fuck I was... out." I mean, I would respect that. How is your music going? Mm. Um, we have decided to record on our own, and as a result, we're getting so much more done um, because it's really difficult when you're coordinating like as a band, and then when you add in. Rec- you know a recording studio and and trying to figure out their timing schedule and darian and molly have their own projects and stuff that they work on and darian has other people's projects that he works on so for
0: those of you listening i can't nod my head hard enough <laughs> God. as it's it's almost exponential for every variable you add in oh the, man. Th- the coordination for times
1: just oh man. D- deteriorates so rapidly it's it's insane because you you when you become a musician you're like oh well this is just going to be fun yeah you know, at least at least <laughs> when you're 14 and then it yeah. is fun until you try to actually have a band and do something with it serious because i mean one of the things i'm not good at is um like the adulting and stuff like that which luckily i've got darren and molly they're the adults there of you the, go of the band you and gotta just, balance it out yeah <laughs> i just do what they say you know yeah. and then i get drunk and sad and write songs that's there, yeah that's, it's a perfect system <laughs> there it is don't it, mess with it <laughs> so far it's working um but i mean they've got songs as well that, and i keep trying to get them to to bring into the fold um but they're like well maybe we should get the songs we already have recorded and that's that's a not fair a bad point. idea yeah, yeah i get for it sure um but hopefully um we'll be seeing their songs on a on an album once we get i mean we have three albums worth of material and i just started writing a couple other songs um uh that surprisingly aren't all um sad or angry so good yeah Yeah. i'm yeah. excited to to write songs that are just kind of weird and quirky and stuff like that yeah
0: yeah that's um, what i that's something that i always really liked about perpetual care by the way perpetual care yeah, yeah. um <laughs> just for anybody who needs to know what we're talking about um i i i always liked that they had you write in such a way that there's like catchiness there's like mainstream appeal there but there's always a quirk to it and that's what i really really liked um, it, w- it wasn't just you trying to write a catchy song. I see a lot of yeah. your personality
1: coming into yeah. that, which is good. Yeah. I mean, it actually kind of started in the opposite fashion where I was just trying to write like edgy and different and 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 meaningful. And I wasn't paying attention to how catchy it was at all. Yeah. Um, and then at, at a certain point, I I don't know if it was intentional, but it started It's like, all right, well, let's simplify this a little bit and let's be a little more straightforward about what I'm talking about instead of hiding behind metaphors the whole time. Mm. Um, and honestly, you'll probably haven't and probably never will hear those songs that were just kind of incoherent. Uh, I don't want to call it bullshit because it was you know still from the heart and everything, but it's, just, it's bullshit. You know? oh. <laughs> and it's...
0: It, it still valuable because i'm sure it was an exercise absolutely not I only in songwriting hilarious. but writing and song structure and you yeah. know th- th- i have a lot of those like i look back at um i'm gonna sound like a dick but my catalog yeah <laughs> let's just like call it. them songs i'm never gonna play again but yeah, they, they're just songs like that. that i'm never gonna play again but they got me to that next point yeah you know what i yeah. mean and like they're they they have the it's it's almost like a it's like a photograph you don't want to look at anymore. It's yeah. it had its special place in time, and now you put it in the drawer, and it's that's where it is, and it just stays there. Yeah, it's the memorabilia. I have had some songs, uh, not typically lyrically, come back because I think as you as you continue to write, you you grow as a as a lyricist. Mm-hmm. So, but I've had um, chord progressions come back. And then I've completely changed the structure and the the lyrics and it becomes something new. And it's like, I'm really glad I held on to it in a way because now it's even better. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. In fact, I have a song. um, I don't even know if it's safe for me to say the name of the song Mm. because people are going to be. There's a couple. There's a handful of people that love this song. um, And the lyrics are just just abhorrent. And and not me and they were a joke, but I really drive the joke home, mm. and I and I and I get brutal with it. And um, when I wrote it, I was just thinking about singing it for my friends, right? Mm-hmm. And later on, singing it on stage, I'm like, hmm, there's some there's going to be some folks that are going to be really offended by this, mm. and which is understandable. Um, and it was. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I was, I was in this little apartment that was right behind the St. John the Baptist Cathedral. Mm. The weather was perfect, right? And this I wasn't staying in this apartment. It actually belonged to a friend of mine, Penny, and her and Mallory Jen, who's also a musician, um, definitely worth checking her out. Um, they had left me with a very large bottle of wine and a very nice guitar to play, and the door was open, the birds were chirping, and they went on like a spa day kind of thing, and I was in a great mood, and I started writing a song, and usually when I'm in a good mood, I I just kind of joke, and so I wrote this joke song called Dirty Woman, and it's got really mean lyrics. Like, imagine you were broken up with uh, uh, by some girl that you were really hung up on, uh, but subconsciously, you kind of wanted to lash out, Mm -hmm. and so you say all the meanest things you could say, Um, And it is gendered because I'm a guy. And so if I were broken up with, she'd be a girl. Mm -hmm. And uh, but so the lyrics in it, though, are just not something that I can really get behind. Um, It was a funny little joke. But the chord progression is I don't think that I've topped it since I've written any chord progressions. It's got like three different musical styles. And I'm like, man, it's such a shame. Like uh, Jack Black, for instance. Right. Incredible musician. And I keep thinking to myself, well, what if he became like a, a more serious musician? I know mm-hmm. that's not his thing, but he could write probably some of the best one, like best serious songs.
0: Yeah. Um, take like something like Kielbasa and yeah. completely re- rewrite the lyrics. So it has nothing to do with Scientology and big dicks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and it actually becomes like a pretty cool like funk rock song.
1: Yeah, it'd be it's... crazy. And, and so I might take those chords and turn it into something else. I might not, and then just suck it up and own up to this shitty little song I wrote, Um, but I don't know. Do
0: you think it worked better at the time you wrote it? I don't know how long ago you wrote it, but I mean, obviously we've had a pretty dramatic shift in social climate. Like, almost at a rapid pace, I would say, over the past five years, where it started out pretty
1: going up, and then it radically increased. I wrote Dirty Woman, uh, I want to say about five years after... Dave Chappelle's heyday, mm. um, like the Chappelle Show, so like humor about just anything. 2007,
0: yeah. And okay.
1: So humor. Well, no, a little later than that. I want to say, 2000, maybe 2011, 2012, mm. and um, yeah, I, I would say it hasn't aged well for sure. Um, but I'll also say that I kind of agree with the fact that it hasn't aged well. But almost everybody that I know that has heard that song says that I, I worry too much about it and that I'm incorrect and that the song is just funny and people are going to get it. Um, but I'm just not so sure about that.
0: Do you do you worry it's almost like an inside joke where if it's you and six of your friends, you all know the joke, it works really well, but as you start adding in people that don't know the joke or maybe are strangers to you, if they sort of shift the balance of the, the group dynamic,
1: the joke's just not going to land? Is that is that what worries you? Um, it's... I feel like, I mean, anybody I think could relate to the song in a way, or at least understand what I'm saying. It's like, it's not like there are any specific names in the in the songs or any specific actions that are happening. So it's it's pretty broad. But um, I will say that if I'm with a group of friends that know the song, then they're all like, "Play it and yeah, love it. Yeah. But if there's like two other people in the room that haven't heard the song yet, I like put disclaimers out here. Like I I address the people that haven't heard it, and I'm like. You you need to know that this isn't me. This is just a joke, and they're forcing me to do this. I'm I'm under duress. It's really their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blame them if you're if you're mad about this song. Just know I didn't want to sing it. It's what all
0: the best artists do is deflect. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know,
1: like this has nothing to do with me, and just you know, enjoy or don't. But if you don't, it's their fault. If you enjoy it, yeah, sure, that's on me. How?
0: How I I think there's a couple different theories on how artists perceive themselves as involved in the process and i think it's a spectrum so there's people that believe uh that they are an integral part of the process of creating mm. if it wasn't for them they they wouldn't create art the way that they do and then there's people on the other side of the spectrum that are like i'm merely a conduit something is just flowing through me and i'm just a vessel for it where do you kind of fall with that because it's mm. just
1: sort of what we're talking about that's um that's actually a really good question um I saw this, this Ted talk about the word genius and how it comes from the word genie. Um, And so there's, it's like, there's this, um, this spirit, right. That gives it all to you. Um, And I can't remember if it was, let's see, there's two names that I always mess up. There's Ted Nugent. Who's the guy with all the guns? Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. So the (laughs) other one, Um, God, Margaritaville. Oh, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, that's the guy, yeah. I don't know why I mix their names up. They're that's not okay. at all alike, <laughs> but <laughs> just Jimmy Buffett, one Ted Nugent. One you'd want to hang out with, one you'd
0: really want to hang out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'd really love to hang out yeah. with Ted Nugent. Just yeah. ignore whatever he's saying
1: and just see yeah. that gun collection. Yeah, and then, yeah, the ranch and stuff yeah. and go hunting and all that, that would be fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'd get uncomfortable every time Obama came up, but... Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, some, Sure, Ted. <laughs> some lines
0: are getting towed on, and you're just like, yeah, I'm uh, a guest yeah. in this house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have an
1: opinion. You know, I don't worry about politics, Ted. Hey, what's this over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me see your guitars. Um, So anyhow, um what was I saying? Right. So Jimmy Buffett, uh, I think it was him, and he's going down the road. And a song comes into his head and he looks up and says, Can't you see I'm driving?
2: Because he <laughs> yeah. has nothing
1: to write down. You yeah. Know? Um, and I can't remember the name of the TED talk. Um, I don't know if you have like descriptions and stuff, but I could probably find it for you sure, and you put yeah. it at the bottom of the Yeah, I could put, put it in the description for sure. Um but uh I think it's more of a spectrum. There's there's a lot of artists that don't take responsibility for their their work and I don't mean for the connotation of that to sound bad, but like I kinda get it. Um, they it's it's a it's a humble practice I think but at the same time, yeah sure I, you know I've got lots of synapses that that are unique in my brain you know it's like you know ten thousand fingerprints all configured you know it's it's uh, so in a way yeah if I mean if I wasn't in that that nice apartment with all the birds chirping and the wine so all of that came into it as well so it's it's you know there's my experience it goes in it gets jumbled around. I fuck with it and then other stuff comes out. So it's, I take responsibility for it, but my process is really random. In fact, sometimes I start off just mumbling and then those turn into words. Uh, and then I know what the song's about. Like when I draw, for instance, I don't know what I'm drawing until I'm done most of the time. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, I can't, I don't really have any other thoughts on that. No,
0: I, I like what you're saying because I think you're kind of falling in a maybe a middle ground between mm-hmm. the two and i like that you you own up to what you're you're doing mm-hmm. and you're not just writing it off as unimportant because i think i think that shows that you're an empathetic person and your your primary objective is to entertain and maybe like beyond that like uh invoke feelings in people but yeah. you don't want people to be uncomfortable or upset
1: yeah um well it depends because sometimes i'll get done with one of my sadder songs <clears throat> and then i'll look out in the crowd and, I'm, and i'll know who can relate to it because every once in a while someone's crying and mm. that's it, that's what i want you know, i want tears you <laughs> i know? want I, you to cry yeah i want you to feel the way i felt when i was hung over and i wrote this and i felt like <laughs> a total piece of shit like um <laughs> that's the objective <laughs> at the same time i i don't want that person to be my mom so I explained to her ahead of time. You know, if she goes to any of my shows or she hears any of my songs, or also my parents, like my family in general, I'd be like, "Yeah, hey, I was hungover and I was sad. I'm okay now. Like, don't take this too seriously. But if you're not part of my family, I want you to cry. <laughs> do, do you do you
0: find yourself giving
1: disclaimers a lot? Um, in certain situations, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, for you know my folks, for instance, that's that's the thing, and. You know, with Dirty Woman, that's that's something I never do on stage. So that's just at parties and stuff like that. I used to play it on stage. I don't do it anymore. And other than that, though, no. Um, even for the political songs, um, especially not the political songs, uh, I, I'm totally okay with getting up and, you know, singing about the American dream and, you know, um killing people for greed not being my kind of dream and then getting off stage and people being like well i like your music but i don't agree with your politics and and like well that's okay that's fine um so and then with with the with the more honest about my own habits and and stuff like that those sorts of songs um i guess i the short answer would be no um but with my family, you know, I've I've got some pretty damn sad songs and they'd probably worry about me. So off stage, you know, be like, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm generally a happy person because I wrote this song" instead of sure. just keeping in like Oh, well, you know, I got drunk that one night and I woke up and I, you know, I'm like, I've been doing this too much and I need to cool it. You know, Still
0: still holding on to the emotion instead of processing. Yeah, that's what I yeah. find songwriting for me is a, it's a process or it's, mm. it's a way to process
1: what's happening to me. Absolutely. And I mean, people got their own ways of doing it. You know, some people hit a punching bag. Some people, you know, ride bikes. That's another thing for me. Riding bikes is 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 really great. You know, gives me time to think. Um my number one emotional processing thing would actually be being underwater, I discovered recently. Interesting. Um, uh, the springs in Florida, have you ever been? No, I have not. So there's, prob- there's probably over a hundred of them. There could be hundreds, uh, but it's clean, clear, blue, pure water coming out of the, the ground that you can drink. Um, like Damn. This right here, actually, uh, Deer Park, it's a, uh, 100% natural spring water let's see where they get it it's probably from florida uh white springs liberty county florida there you go blue (laughs) Blue Springs, Madison county florida this
0: is some asshole in liberty county florida with a faucet laughing his ass off yeah
1: (laughs) 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 um well nestle um they do bottled water as well they just bought genie springs Mm. um and at first i was like they better not drain that fucking spring because i'll i'll tie myself to a pump yeah you know or chain myself to a pump i'll i'll protest that, Mm -hmm. you know, be labeled as an eco-terrorist. I already look like one. Yeah. Let's go full Monty. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) But, um, yeah, swimming there. uh, So I've been studying philosophy for five or six years now, and I've decided I'm going to take that degree and be a scuba instructor because being underwater is the only time my brain just shuts up, you know, and it's it's something else. That's wild, man. So
0: so in terms – sorry, I I think I had a different – perception on you're talking about being underwater really helps you put things in perspective is are you free diving in those moments or are you
1: scuba diving i'm sorry i've, I've actually not scuba dived yet but free diving yes okay i, would, I would now consider myself to be an amateur free diver very cool yeah um i sometimes do the breathing techniques but i don't do them all the way because they're dangerous and i don't have any other free divers around me and i'm inexperienced and i don't want to there's a thing called the urge to breathe which is really it's the urge to exhale mm. and when you do certain breathing exercises it delays that and if you delay it too much you won't know that you actually have to breathe and you pass out mm. and then if no one else is around and doesn't know to grab my 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 chin in the back of my head and raise me up uh, through the water i'll drown i'll die mm. and so i love it but i don't want to die doing it you so know? you you approach the threshold of danger but you don't go past it yeah and I don't want to push that too much, sure. especially when I'm, you know, like I said, by myself for the most part, because everyone else that I go with, I'm like, I'm going to dive down into that little hole there. And they're like, I- I'm not doing that. And so they're just there to, to party and, and get in the water, but you know, mostly waist deep and they might dip their head in. Cause the water's kind of cold. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm there to party and have a good time too, but but you're going under. My main my main goal is to yeah to see the limestone rocks and all the fish and all that stuff. it's yeah. it's, it's kind of amazing, and I guess maybe it doesn't help me process my emotions, but it helps me reset. So it's and a meditation. Yeah, absolutely. You're not um, looking for answers. You're looking for maybe guidance um, or balance. Really, more yeah, I guess balance. It balances out because it. it I, I mean, I think way too fucking much. Like I'm always usually thinking about three different things at a time. The, the song we were listening to in the car is still in my head. Um, I'm still thinking about last night kind of off and on. And uh, and I'm thinking about this conversation. And it's kind of hard for me to balance all those thoughts out and figure out what to do next with my thoughts. Uh, and when I'm underwater, all that goes away immediately. I so. think that's the glorious
0: pursuit. Is as artists, we need to find that thing that turns our brain off. Yeah. Uh, because, as you say, I th- I think I I don't think necessarily all good artists feel this way, but I mm. think we have very active brains, active imaginations, mm. active. Um, looking back on the past, like uh, self analyzing, mm-hmm. very active. I have I just wrote a song, and one of the lyrics in it is. Uh, it's, so the song's all about not being able to sleep, okay. and it's the lyrics are, I go real quiet, and it's the song I wrote full volume in the brain, f- full volume in my brain, someone else's tune playing just the same, I can't Ooh. sleep, it's always on. Ooh. So it's, that's how I've, I, have you ever got? I've gotten, I think the max amount of songs I've gotten stuck in my head at the same time all playing over each other is four. Mm-hmm. And it's not a comfortable place to be. <laughs> it's like it's it's. I, I think that's how Zappa thought. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's uncomfortable, and it's hard to turn that off. And that's what it sounds like to me. Is that's your that's diving for you? Is it all like doesn't matter for a little bit, and yeah. that's what's important.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't even think about it. In fact, I I feel as though unless I force it, there are no th- uh, word thoughts. There are no brain words when I'm under the heart. Yeah. I like, brain words. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I didn't mean to reference like shitty internet videos that my like, <laughs> my girlfriend at the time told me about and yeah. showed me and I was like, I don't see why you think this is funny. Yeah. But it was like one with like Justin Bieber as a doll or whatnot, and he's like, You just read my brain words. <laughs> the rest of the video, honestly, it, it that stuck in my brain and, and yeah. so I'm kind of pissed about it because I hated the video. Like, now you gotta write a song, Brain Words. Yeah, brain words, yeah, why not? Um, yeah, it'll be about the relationship. Yeah, that's, there you go. <laughs> that's yeah, good. Gonna... Yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, when I'm underwater, it's literally just looking around, taking in sights and feelings, and and grabbing rocks, and yeah, are not really thinking at all. Just just being a fish, I guess. Do you have yeah.
0: anything else that does that for you?
1: Music, sort of, um, because I'm. You can focus on yeah, the thing. This one song that bothers you so these much. These words, yeah, and and so. I don't have any other brain words other than the song. So it puts me on at least one track. So it it doesn't shut it off completely, but it, it, it focuses it. Um, riding my bike, uh, words usually kind of go away there as well. Um, it's just not as pleasant as being underwater, but because there's still noises, there's still people that hate cyclists, which is totally fair because a lot of cyclists are... They go out, and they're just like, I'm going to break every single law, yeah. and I'm going to get in everybody's way. yeah. I break laws, but usually it gets me out of people's way.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah.
1: Um, and some of them don't like it because I'm ahead of them now, but what they don't see is that there's a car up here, and I'm going to get in front of it, and then I'm going to be basically all the way on the shoulder after that car, and then every single light, I'm going to be out of their way. Um, but because of the guy or girl on a cruiser that just goes in like an S pattern. Riding the wrong way down Whitaker. It makes him hate me. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. So I ride like your that, bike you, responsibly because you, you make us all look bad. Break, if you
0: don't. <laughs> break laws to get out of people's way. I think yeah. Machine Gun Kelly
1: was re- quoted as saying that. Really? Not the rapper, the gangster. No, I'm just okay. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? So yep. kn- that rapper named himself after a gangster. Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty cool. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, the only thing I've heard from Machine Gun Kelly is Eminem's response to him talking shit. And it Mm. was pretty great. Um, So all I know is that he's good enough for Eminem to be like, you know what? I'm going to shut you down. Yeah. He was like, here's your five minutes of fame. Enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Um, Maybe I should listen to some Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. That was his goal. He probably paid Eminem. He's like, look, dude, it would really help my career if I talk (laughs) shit about you. And then, like, we could have a beef or something like... And he's like, ah, I don't know. He's like, I'm gonna bring your daughter into it. And mm. he's like, Okay, all right, here we go. Pushes the glasses up. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly what I think happened. Yeah. Um, so
0: so diving, riding your bike, focusing on the songwriting it's of yourself.
1: That's all I can really are think you, of.
0: Do you pursue anything else or is it just for right you're leaving well enough alone and that those things are working for you right now?
1: Um Well, not exactly. Savannah's still encourages quite a um the less healthy lifestyle um it's it's a beautiful town everything looks great like even if you're a poor person in savannah you it's like living across from the nice house like you've got all these great things to look at you know sit by the fountain you know go have coffee but as soon as that sun starts going down and especially if you're a musician and especially if you're a bartender and especially if you're a bar fly in general. Which you're and, all three. Yeah, I'm all three of those things. And it's just... You're the Bermuda Bermuda Triangle of the service industry. I have to very purposefully say, I don't want to hang out with you guys. I want to go home, you know, and, and I'm going to play Xbox. I had to get an Xbox because I got a kayak, but I don't have any friends with a kayak. I don't have a vehicle to put the kayak on, so I can't just go kayaking. And I was like, damn it, that didn't work. So I got an Xbox, which isn't the healthiest thing, but it's an easy thing I can do that isn't spending all my money at the fucking bar. Mm. Um, you just buy a kayak simulator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I even bought a pedicab. That's going to be a fun project. I'm not going to use it for money, um, but I, th- I feel like it'd be the ultimate like picnic mobile mm. or like oh like you guys are having some kind of special occasion. I'll ride you guys downtown. That'll be fun. Why not? You know, um, or like wolf pack parades. Uh, I guess I should say for the listeners uh, that the Wolfpack is a bicycle club, and so, so every once in a while, we do a lot of charity events, and sometimes we we participate in parades, and if we do that, I think it'd be cool to have a pedicab on there, you know, kind of grab attention, good advertising for the club and stuff like that. Uh, awareness, raising awareness, I think is what they call it. They don't call it advertising. They call mm-hmm. it raising awareness yeah. about the club. Yeah. Um, which, which that just means they didn't have any funds to put towards the advertising. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, hey, we'll, you know, we'll have take like 50 bikes and put it in a parade, you know, that, that brings attention to the parade, brings attention to ourselves, uh, which brings attention to all the fundraisers that we do. When people see that logo, they're like, oh, I know that. And then they're like, oh, they're doing a charity event. Oh, it's for homeless veterans and stuff like that, um, or type 1 diabetes. Or there's a friend of ours who's um, actually battling cancer, and we did a ride to Tybee for that. And uh, I don't think we pissed off every single driver that had to get around us because, well, first off, I'm pretty sure they saw the ribbons, you know, um, cancer awareness and stuff like that. It's kind of hard to... To be like these motherfuckers when yeah. you're trying to, you know, get to the beach. You I know? could find a way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if you hang out with us while we're while we're drinking, while we're actually having fun, you could probably be like a couple of us. You'd be like, I don't like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it's totally fine. Shout out to you, Jonathan yeah. Humphrey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck that dude. God damn. In
0: yeah. here every week.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So we're we're getting a big picture of the depth of you as a person. Which is good because a lot of times, uh, sometimes people come in here and I I have to have like a lot of questions prepped to kind of get them to come out of your shell. You've done that very well and I appreciate you for that. Um, Do you, what's the, you have all these things going on and all these things that you occupy yourself with and all these things that make you who you are. Mm. What's the biggest wedge of that pie chart, do you think? Is it songwriting? Is it, getting away from
1: it is a wolf pack hmm. damn i don't know i'd say honestly wanting to be underwater instead of whatever else i'm doing that wedge like, is like growing it's 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 really taken over my life um anybody that sees me at least once a week will tell you that every single day i mention the springs it's it's it really kind of derailed. Like, like I've spent fifty grand studying philosophy and not going to make any money from doing that ever. Um, I'm going to be a scuba diver, and unless you know music gets in the way of that, I would let music. That's probably the only thing I would let get in the way of me being a scuba diver. Um, which is really strange because I, I'm not really sure how to put it. Uh, music is a really risky endeavor um with your life like if you start going on tour and after you start going on tour if things don't necessarily pan out one one worry that i have is like we'll get done with touring we've been doing it for 10 years or something now i'm now i'm 43 and i don't have much in the bank account to show for it you know no retirement plan no 401k and and there there are programs in the country that take care of old people but like what am i going to do in my old age like Uh, A friend of mine told me he's he's trying to find a hobby to occupy himself because in his old age, he's going to need something to do. Otherwise, he's just going to sit in a rocking chair, which I think is the most morbid of all furniture (laughs) because they're just rocking back and forth, waiting, (laughs) waiting for they're waiting for (laughs) death. And I'm like, that's how I would be if I was about to die. Like, fuck, 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 fuck rocking in a rocking chair. I mean, I like rocking chairs. But I don't know what a rocking chair really means until I'm old. And then you I'm don't want it becoming same. that
0: big chunk of the pie chair.
1: Yeah. And maybe it's just their way of maybe staying a little bit physically active, like keep you know moving around. Get
0: those calves moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, Get those you know, knees abandoned. Yeah, yeah.
1: Work them toes out. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's, you know, <laughs> I just thought of how ridiculous it would be if there was like a workout video centralized around rocking chairs you know? <laughs> That would be. I don't know how that would look I'd like to dive into that but I can't think of anything that would you know now just... I, I want to find
0: a film major and like pitch the idea hey yeah. check yeah. this out
1: this... work those toes out don't shoot let it, existential dreads set in shoot it like a
0: like a like one of the failed dance videos 90s mm. videos ones that didn't make it yeah alright get your chairs yeah can no. I take this beautiful pursuit that you're involved with and boil it down to a stupid question. Yeah. Who's your favorite philosopher? Um, and, that's th- an- and w- I, let me clarify in a way that's a little bit more substantive. Okay. Substantive. Who do you find yourself relying on the most in terms of what they've
1: pondered? Ooh, well, I think Camus, um, mm. Uh, he, he basically, you know, says like, there isn't any inherent or, or findable or let's say, uh, validated truth, you know, through logic, no matter how much you think about it, but you can create your own meaning and there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Um, uh, unfortunately he, he also said the most meaningless way to die was in a car accident and he died in a car accident with a train ticket in his pocket that he decided not to use at the last second mm. and then got in the car with his buddy and died in a car wreck. So that's the most meaningless thing that could have happened to him, happened to him. And he was all about meaning and the fact that it's, it's, it's all right to make your own meaning, you know? And, and he is all about living life to the fullest. And, and it's something that calms me down because we were talking about the pie chart. A big part of that pie chart is that every once in a while, When we were talking about the rocking chair, and then I said existential dread, immediately that hit. You know, it's like trying not to think about a pink elephant. You know, I know that one day I am going to die, and I have no idea what that's going to be like. And next thing you know, I'm dwelling on it. And Camus helps me not dwell on that. Um, Also, Alan Watts, less of a philosopher, more of a teacher, I would Mm -hmm. suppose, or a speaker. Um, But my favorite philosopher, as far as the simple dumb version is Diogenes, because he was a badass. Um, he was seen walking around with a lit lantern in the middle of the day. People were like, what are you doing? And he said, I'm looking for an honest man. And like, he's just a clever guy. Um, he also would masturbate in public, which I don't agree with. <gasps> oh, my God. I am so glad this happened. My very, f- I was thinking about what I was going to say on this podcast and I thought, that I would share my dream last night with you. Please. And speaking of masturbating in public, Here we I go. can't believe this came up in conversation organically. Here we go. Like, I'm just addressing it, and now it's no longer organic, but Jesus. So I had a dream last... I've been having really strange dreams, trouble sleeping lately, which we've kind of talked about, and, um, and when I do sleep, these dreams are just insane. Like, a friend of mine is dead, and then I wake up, and I'm like, thank God that didn't happen. Um, so I was at a baseball game in my dream... And then I just started masturbating. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I just started masturbating. And then there was a dude like eight feet away because like all the seating was kind of sparse. And he called me out. He like... What he told on me, he snitched. Hey man, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say it to me. He was he like looked, I guess, toward the back because yeah. in my dream, I guess that's where the officials are. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, can we do something about this guy that's <laughs> like jerking off?" I was like, "You know, that's totally fair. I shouldn't be doing that. Like, I don't know why I was doing it." Sorry and, man, just reading a lot of diatribes. <laughs> <lately. laughs> yeah, and um, and then and apparently earlier before I started having the dream, I had said something negative towards him. Like maybe it was like the nachos he was eating, and I was pissed off about the nachos or something. And then he's he <laughs> 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 and, and um uh for the listeners, he just did a jerk off <laughs> <Yeah>, motion, yeah, <laughs> a banana, and it was aggressive too. It was like <laughs> it's the only way to fly. <laughs> yeah, um, so he 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 started bitching at me. He was like he's like you're gonna be doing that when you acted negatively towards me earlier. And I was like, man, that is totally fair. You got me. Like, usually you got me dead to rights. And um, I just kind of pulled my pants up and left the stadium. I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave before I get kicked out because I don't want to be put on some kind of watch list for, what, masturbating at a baseball game? They're not going to let you in (laughs) your dreams anymore. Yeah. And so it ends actually in... It's odd how realistic some of my dreams are. I'm in the front parking lot of a baseball stadium, and then I wake up, and I was like, oh, thank God. And I'm like, wait a second. I would never do that in real life. Like, yeah. Why was I doing that in my dream? No idea. Diogenes might have had something to do with that. Sure. But I haven't even thought about Diogenes for months. And, it's, a,
0: it's funny how things come back. Yeah. I, I, I'll share a crazy dream with you, just the boiled-down version, but yeah. uh, war-torn landscape. And my dad and I are walking through it, and it's almost like uh, what, what's the myth where he goes under to the underworld to get his wife, and he can't look back at her.
1: Oh, I can't remember his name, but I know exactly what yeah, you're talking it's about. Yeah,
0: shit. I, um, but I, I knew that, that those were the circumstances without it being said in stone, and I couldn't look back at my dad. But mm. then I did. Oh man! And he started to deteriorate and like meld into the ground. Mm. And I had to go, and he's like dying and like shriveling up. And I had to go and like pick him up and carry him. Oh, damn. And it it was just, it was a wild thing to wake up from. And I said, well, I guess I got to go kill my dad now. I don't know. (laughs) What do you want me to do, Freud? Yeah, yeah, Um, Yeah. So that to say, I find if you, so like thinking about it in terms of chess, which is something I've been doing a lot of lately, if you're playing chess against your subconscious, you'll always be checkmated. Oh yeah, every time. Oh yeah, and it's not even like it's not even a good game. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's a, it's like scholar's mate. It's a four move mate. Yeah, and yeah, you're just yeah. Like, God, and you're like, fuck, shit.
1: I, I know the pattern of this. How, why does it always win? Yeah, that's that's my my brain pisses me off a lot, um, but I'm, at the same time, the way I enjoy things wouldn't exist without it. So I guess I'm really grateful for my brain. I like it. Um, you wouldn't tell, wouldn't be able to tell by the fact that I don't wear a helmet when I ride my bike. Mm. But it's hot out there, you know. I just don't want to. those
0: lovely locks.
1: Yeah, got to let the hair flow. You, you know, Um how, how else will anybody know you're cool? Yeah, this makes it even more dangerous, actually. Though it Does gets it? in my face all the time. Oh no, yeah, yeah. But I refuse to go with. Well, not refuse. I've done it before. But the Lieutenant Dan look, like the bandana. You know. Like, oh
0: yeah, yeah. I've seen you like that. A yeah, couple I've times.
1: done. I've done it. it. But I gotta wait till it gets longer than this, and then it's then it's okay. Because otherwise, it kind of puffs out on the bottom and on the top. It, like. Flat. And people are like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Or, or at least I would say to someone else, why are you doing that? Like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. That's a horrible look. Yeah. But once it gets long enough and it weighs itself down a little more, um, I keep this braid. This is how long my hair would oh. be if I never that, cut it. Is that Padawan? It goes, yeah, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but for the record, I think his name was uh, the guy that taught Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon Jin. Qui-Gon Jin. Qui-Gon Jin had one. Okay. Yes, that's true. Um, so it's not, I, I just call it a learner's braid, I guess. But, yeah, it goes all the way down to my belly button. Like, yeah. it pisses me off every time I look at it. I'm like, damn, why did I cut my hair? I mean, yeah, it would yeah. be so long right now. And you'll never catch up to it. It's like somebody that's older than you. Yeah. Um, there's a friend of mine who's like, if you cut that, it's mine. And, like, he's just claimed my braid. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's like, off putting I, I was like, I don't know. Someone might have to die, and I'll put it in their grave or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: But, or make uh, a candle out of it or something. Yeah. But you have to offset the scent with something Oh, really good. So you get that nice horrible. balance. It's like what's that? Like the best perfume always has something that smells awful in it. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. So you have to like. So you'll make a candle out of your hair. but yeah. It'll be like lavender and jasmine. And yeah, and it'll and, offset the burnt hair.
1: Then, <laughs> Norton's burnt hair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> i would call it probably burnt evidence because you you know they could do like a drug test on this and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so much yeah well i mean right here at this part right here you wouldn't find anything because i was dating a girl who was very straight edge and so mm. you know i mirror it you know it's not like she forced me not to but i was like all right well like why would i like mm-hmm. if, if it's if it's offered you know if you put some put some blow on the table at this section of the braid then sure, I'm not gonna not do it. I don't want to be rude. You know, I'd like to see the analysis
0: of it because they're gonna they're gonna be in like, oh my god, we're three inches in and you should be dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't do like that many drugs. No, but, I know, I know. I'm just teasing. Well, yeah, well, I mean, there is the thing. It's it's strange because there's not a lot of musicians anymore that you know you've got. I mean, Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix up here on the wall, and they're known for doing an insane amount of drugs, and like that's like what a lot of people think that you want to do if you want to be a musician and that kind of lifestyle doesn't really exist anymore like there's no you know you can you're, you're either the the poor traveling musician who's just looking for a place to crash or if you're or you're the professional musician with a tour bus and you've got all these other things you're worried about like when you sleep and staying healthy and stuff like that like i'm sure that there are still you know large celebrities that party all the fucking time but it's not like motley crew anymore no you know, they're not throwing tvs out of windows and stuff and being praised for it you know they do that then their agency's like look we'll drop you if you don't stop being an asshole yeah you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's like we're we're done wasting tons of money promoting you know musicians and then they die of some drug overdose like get they make the, sure you're healthy now get in the gym it's time for your kale smoothie yeah you yeah exactly I mean? yeah. like he's like you need to have a six pack and you know, well, I suppose. I mean, Jimi Hendrix was never. all he was in really in good shape. I don't know how it's, uh, heroin. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Heroin. You just again got time eat. to eat when you're
0: on heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
1: know, not at all. <laughs> not ordering
0: a pizza on heroin. <laughs> <Not even close>. <laughs> <laughs> but you you you're touching on something because dead at 27, dead at 27. He'll live till he's 135. Oh That's yeah, Bob Dylan. By yeah, the way. for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. know. it's for the I, listeners. Oh, oh, oh got gotcha. oh, you. Really you know oh, yeah. Like. I forgot. Sorry, um, but it, I, you're right. I. I think that's one of the lessons learned from the '60s is that, okay, you're you're involved in this this lifestyle and this society that's very consequence-free, mm-hmm. but there's a price, and there are consequences, yeah. and it's your longevity. Yeah. And some people would argue that maybe it was better for Hendrix to die when he did because it made him that much more of a a household name. Yeah. Maybe he wouldn't have generated that success. Maybe he would have stuck
1: around long enough for people to start hating his music. Oh, that's that's a really. I mean, Bob Dylan. You know, he's still,
0: and just just as bad as ever. I saw. Him, yeah. I saw him live. Didn't want to. My uncle, he he came and played in the Johnny Mercer Theater. My uncle's big Bob Dylan mm. fan. Got me into Dylan, and I'm really not a fan of like anything past. I would say like Highway 61, Revisited. Okay. Really anything past that, not a huge fan of. Blood on the Tracks is okay. Uh, but anyway, so he's he's playing with this band now and he does all these like kind of wild versions of his old songs. Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't want to see him because I was like, I, I like these special moments that I've seen of him and just like these moments I've had with these albums and I don't want to see him live because I know it's going to be horrible, but my uncle wanted to go and he's mm-hmm. dying. So mm-hmm. I went and saw Dylan and I was...
1: Appropriately dis- disappointed <laughs> that's, so. that's fair And, you know, and that's, that's one thing that I feel like musicians have to worry about um, is, is They're not necessarily 100% themselves At, Once you get to a certain level You are what your fans think of you mm. And you Your responsibility in a way Is to please them um, and I don't mean that in a commercial sense. I mean in an emotional sense. If you, if you write songs that are worth, you know, worth their salt, if they've got substance to it, you kind of, in my opinion, you owe it to the people who have connected with that, not to fuck that up. But at the same time, you don't want to just like find your niche and then people love you for your niche and you can't do anything else but your niche. Um, so I think it's good to right off the bat mess around and do different things and hopefully you'll find this area where you can have your artistic freedom you know not just from any kind of record label or promoting company or whatever but also from your fans um because i mean for instance the fact that you don't like what bob dylan's doing right now he's probably you know giddy about it he loves what he's doing he thinks it's the shit. but then when i went to see iron and wine he had like all these horns and stuff and my image of him was like a dude with a beard with a plaid shirt laying in the grass with flowers in his beard and an acoustic guitar, right? And, mm-hmm. But he showed up in a suit, and I was like, why is he wearing a suit? What's this all about? And then a horn section came on, and I was like, what are those folks doing here? Did they get lost? There's some, <laughs> Is there a jazz show across the way? We're here for folk, you know, for some really heartfelt, really um, ethereal lyrics is what I was in it for. And I mean, I I couldn't understand his lyrics, and I love his lyrics, and that's what I went there for, and I was actually kind of pissed. Like, all the people I went with, they were like, I don't know I liked it. I was like, I hated it, and they were like, I don't understand why, and I was like, I don't think you would because I don't think you're as much of an Iron and Wine fan as I am. Mm. He, I wouldn't say he let me down. Well, in my brain, he let me down, but he also was moving into, like, the next few albums that i heard from him or next album anyway i knew he went on to do others were jazz and i heard little snippets of it and i got a busy you know brain i don't listen to music on purpose actually very often but um he moved into jazz and that's what he wanted to do and it sounded good it's just that i went there to hear serpent charmer and he played serpent charmer and i could tell for a second but the rest of it was like i smoked a cigarette in the middle of it like Mm. And just in the auditorium. Yeah. <laughs> just right there. Fuck you know? the show. <laughs> <laughs> Started masturbating. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> this is what you've done to me. Oh, man. As, as, a, as a student of philosophy, you realize the conundrum you put yourself in with that because you you're... You're perceiving it as him letting you down, but it's yeah. really you that be, that's let you down, and yeah. you know that. Yes,
1: so. yeah, it's me letting myself down with my own notions of what... I mean, it doesn't mean that I have to like what he does next either. You know? No, of course not. But to be sitting there very bitter and pissed off you know that I'm not hearing Sam Beam and I'm just hearing this big band... If, if I had gone in with no expectations, I'd have been like, wow, this sounded really cool, and, like, the light show was incredible. And he made a really funny joke, actually. Someone yelled, I love your beard. And he said, thanks, man. Feels really good to be the first guy to ever grow a beard. Yeah. And then he, and then he <laughs> like, pauses for a second, and then he goes, I'm just kidding, man. Lots of people have beards. Oh, that is the <laughs> pinnacle of dry humor. Yeah. And then he said, you'll see him in all the history books. Yeah. <laughs> That's layered. Like, That's a layered joke. Yes, like it that. was. I was like, damn, Like he's got some onstage charisma. You know? mm. And at one point, he, I viewed this as my apology, or his apology to me, I mean. Uh, he said, You know, if you couldn't tell, we fiddled with the songs a little bit. And I was, I wanted to be like a little bit. Yeah, right. I was like, yeah. This is completely like different. Right yeah. Now. Like, <laughs> then what I wanted. I wanted to throw a fit, you yeah. know, but it's all right. I, I'm still glad that I, sh- you know, it was a good show. It just wasn't what I expected. And I wasn't being a very good Buddhist that day at all. Mm-hmm. I let my expectations cause me suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's how that goes sometimes. And, and it's something to worry about if. If I were to ever to get to that level, you know, hopefully, um, I mean, that's the goal anyway. And if I, I reach that goal, then all of a sudden I have to worry about, well, will my fans like this next song? Um, because I do want it to be relatable, you know. I'm not necessarily Bob Dylan, who doesn't give two shits about how relatable yeah, fuck, his shit oh my is. God, yeah. He just does not care, and no. that's kind of his niche. He's like, I'm going to write songs that most of you aren't going to like, but a couple of you are going to obsess over.
0: He hasn't cared since 1962. Yeah, and he's yeah. been famous since 1963. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There it
1: is. <laughs> that was actually that was good. I didn't I didn't know that. Uh, I'm not really good with like specific dates. Um,
0: oh, I threw them out. They're yeah. they're approximations gotcha
1: i think the one of them that i remember is uh Jimi hendrix was 71 when he passed away i mean like it was 71 1971 yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 and that's only because i saw a movie that i can't remember the title of where a guy's trying to sell a guitar and he says it's signed by Jimi hendrix and the, sh- the shopkeeper's like this isn't real this says 1973 and jimmy hendrix died in 71 you idiot and <laughs> like and then he was like damn yeah
0: oh, God should have fact-checked it. Yeah, name. yeah, you should have fact-checked I, my,
1: my plagiarism here. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah. Oh, um, I did mention that there are there are two me's. There's nervous, grumpy, sober me, and then there's a few drinks me, and I'm You're, hungover. You've been very pleasant to be around. I'm, You're probably one of the
0: most pleasant hungover people I've had a conversation <laughs> with. Normally, I've, they just yell at me and tell yeah. me to get out.
1: <laughs> I've uh, I've got some experience with hangovers. You, know, yeah. you, you learn to deal with it, especially if... You know, if you got to pay bills and you wake up and you're hungover, and you're like, ah, I'm just going to, you know, going to gonna put it to the grindstone. Yeah. Actually working um, on RVs and, you know, it being a Sunday, you know, you get to drinking and stuff and then you wake up on Monday at like seven in the morning and it's time to get to work. You have an hour to get, you know, 20 minutes and then you're going to be up on top of this RV and it's going to be hot and it's going to suck. But you got to get it done because it pays well and you want to do a job that's worth that amount of money um and yeah yeah i think that's probably the hardest thing i've ever had to do while hungover usually my favorite thing to do hungover is write a song cuz it's it's I, for some reason it just like diarrhea it just comes right on out and and like in 20 minutes i'll have a song for you if i'm hungover it's it, i can't really explain it cuz my yeah, brain's, that's with the recipe yeah my brain's not supposed to be working well when i'm hungover but uh anyway i'm going to take this shot of fireball <laughs> Not the entire thing. These they call these shooters. They're not There's quite more than a shot in there. well, a and they're not
0: thing. they're not very they're not well designed for uh, no. for liquid passing through. them. Yeah, they
1: should make it like a tiny jar. You yeah, know, and then give it comes you, off and it's just give a shot you a glass. needle to
0: poke the bottom when you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something you're like the, that, like a like an upside down Capri Sun. I really hope the microphone captured
1: the. the, oh, it did, the for bubbles. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll
0: go in and boost it.
1: Yeah, there we go. <laughs> mm. Where That's are you right. recording at? Um, Darren Amali's house, which is Southside, yes, yeah, Southside, yeah. yeah, and it's it's. I heard the pickle palace is all fungus out now. I probably and also there's still nobody renting that house. Really, um, and I'm surprised because I still love the house. You it's know, a beautiful house, mold and everything. You know, it's 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 got wabi sabi. You know, warts and all. Yeah, I love it, and and I mean the black mold needs to be taken care of. That's, <laughs> That's <laughs> the disclaimer. That that yeah. is dangerous, and you know. It's like a,
0: a like a girlfriend with like a daddy complex. Yeah, it's like you got to
1: deal with that. Yeah, yeah. That then we can move on. Yeah, but yeah, I but love you. Everything is great. Yeah. You know, I love you just the way you are. But yeah, you gotta um, you gotta stop killing cats. Yeah, you, know, you gotta stop doing that. It's bothering the neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To it's, say the least. Especially the neighbors with cats. <laughs> 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 the cat lady is pissed. She keeps count. She's you know? trying to kill you now. She's like, there were fifteen yesterday. There's thirteen today. Um, so, but, but I love that house because mostly because I guess the things that happened in it, um, the power went out one once and, uh, Darian and Molly went, you know, to Richmond Hill and I was like, y'all can have that. You know, the weather's nice and I lit candles and shit and, and I wrote like three songs in a week actually in that house. And, and that was probably one of the times that I was like happiest was actually in that house. Um. I used to run a thing called The Furnace which was great you know lots of people came to shows and stuff hardcore kids had something to do and Alex I felt, and
0: I were actually talking about that yesterday yeah. Yeah. I,
1: I was even at a coffee shop and someone I didn't know was like have you heard of The Furnace yeah it's like the best punk venue in Savannah and I almost tapped him on the shoulder and said excuse me It's not a punk venue. It's an anything venue, and you just go to punk shows there. But then Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? Let the punks think 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 they found their spot. Let the hip hop kids think that there's a spot for them. Mm. You know, I mean, pretty much any other genre probably knows that we do multi genre. Uh, I feel like metalheads, for the most part, in Massey, um, if I'm pronouncing that correct, I I think in Massey sounds better than in Mass. but I still say en route rather than en route. Uh, so, because uh, I'm not that much of a douche. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. okay. But uh, so, what was I saying? Damn it, I lost my... Furnace. Oh, right. So metalheads, for the most part, are metalheads. You mm-hmm. know, they're not interested in hip-hop. They're not interested in folk. Like, I even opened for a metal band because there was no opener. And everybody was confused. Yeah. And they were very yeah, confused. Yeah. And maybe a couple people were like, oh, man, like, I'm... I really like your lyrics or something, but I was like, yeah, everybody else didn't. Like, Yeah. <laughs> they, they <laughs> Thanks, all, man. <laughs> they all, like, I'm surprised they were polite enough not to immediately step out for a cigarette when I started, you know, playing, because I just was not a good fit. But mm. it was an emergency. You know, you got to have your opener, Um, so fuck it. I was like, all right, I'll just play f- a few songs. Like, why not? The show must go on, mm. so to speak. But even that, that doesn't compare to the Pickle Palace, because... Well, one, I was tired of putting on shows, so it was really relaxing for Darian and Molly to be heading all of that up, and I could just enjoy the show. Um, and we played a few. Darian didn't like the idea of it. He he, he was like, I don't want to play shows in my own house, and I understand that, um, but, man, I really wanted to play more of them because mm-hmm. they were so much fun, and it was so eclectic, the types of bands that went through. Um, it was a really great time for... Um, for listening to local and small time music uh, whereas the scene wasn't very supportive and Mm. so the pickle pals really filled in a gap that was needed and we're about to be there soon you know once once the majority of the population is finally vaccinated we are going to have bands that are traveling and i don't know what they're going to do when they get to savannah i'm kind of excited to see who's going to do the next house venue yeah um and, I mean, I've got a house that's great for it other than the roommate situation. Like, th- my roommates would not be cool with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's totally understandable. You don't want fucking crazy shows going on in your house. You don't want a bunch of people you don't know in your house. Um, that part actually really stressed me out. Like, I love the music, and I wanted to hear the music, but I hated that there were, like, a hundred people at my house Yeah, when well, the show was over. It, I mean,
0: it really is a big sacrifice, and that's why house venues stop. I mean you talk about the pickle palace filling a void and it really did. And it couldn't have come at a better time because yeah. the furnace was gone. Bomb mm-hmm. shelter was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a place for a couple weeks called the Flamingo house. Yep. It was Flamingo house. Pickle palace was just kind of getting its legs under it. And mm-hmm. then there was Quo lab. Yeah. And then Flamingo house got shut down. Quo mm-hmm. lab stopped having shows, which I don't blame them at all. Yeah, I love I love them. And I totally understand why they stopped yeah. because it really is a huge sacrifice. And yeah. I think the best part, especially about uh, Quo Lab and Pickle Palace, is mm. you guys were really put out and never acted like it. Yeah, you well, and Darian and Greg and Rain and Molly, and uh, it was yeah. a huge inconvenience yeah. to have bands come play at your show. Uh, somebody like me, of course, turning the amp up and pissing off the neighbors, and mm. I mean, you're real put out and nobody ever acted like it. And it was,
1: it was beautiful. Yeah, and I, mean, I really, as you say, I'm looking forward to the next yeah, step, the next group of people that are going to sacrifice a year of their time. You sure. know, what I mean, that's pretty much what it takes. Is like, it really does it'll last for about a year. That's 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 the lifespan of any house venue, uh, because you're not making any money doing it. Like, no. if it were turned into a business, like if I owned a bar, oh yeah, I for the rest of my life, yeah, let's have shows there. It's a bar because you know. I sleep somewhere else. <laughs> and, sure, yeah. You know, I don't have to clean this up. I've got employees to do that shit. And you got somebody uh, to beat up
0: somebody if they try to take out of the cash exactly. register. Exactly. I've yeah. got this
1: big, scary motherfucker yeah. that I hired to be big and scared. Shout and, out to Kenny. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Kenny and also Big Joe. Uh, those are our two bouncers at the Warm One. Yeah. Honestly, as a bartender there, if it weren't for them, I'd have to grab the bat. I'm a little guy. I yeah. can't. I can't push you out of the bar. Yeah. I have to crack your skull, and yeah. that's not good for anybody. No. So we need someone that's actually that can just pick you up and be like, "Whoop, yeah, you're gone." And by just the way, yeet you out of there. <laughs> which I don't like a lot of internet phrases, but I love yeet. That's okay. like one of my favorite. Just yeet, and like it's just, it says it. It means exactly what it sounds like it means. Like, yeah. Yeet, and it's it's just you're gone. There yeah. you Go try arguing with an onomatopoeia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Good luck. It's great. Hmm. I think the other one is bet. I'm I'm a big fan of bet. Bet. Okay. You know, bet. You know it's like the new word, you yeah. know, or herd. I say herd instead of word because I worked in kitchens too, so. There you go. It's just ingrained in me. Herd in corner. Yeah, yeah. Herd <laughs> or yeah, sharp. Behind. We, one thing I'd love to do in restaurants is um if I'm going, if I'm behind you, right, and uh, I'm trying to get by you, uh, usually you say right by or behind, but I say rabbi or beehive. Ooh. And they never catch on. They don't know that that's what I said. I, I just like it. Giggle I giggle like to it. myself. Yeah, you know? yeah, I was yeah. like hi, ah, I said rabbi. I need to notice. <laughs> yeah. And I just keep going. And, I,
0: uh, I say I love you instead of thank you at drive-through
1: windows. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's so great. It's so they never hear it. Yeah. Wait, so you're driving through the drive-through?
0: Yeah. So I'll like I'll put in an order, and they're like, "Is that all?" And I'll be like, "Yeah." And it's six twenty-two.
1: Okay, I love you. Yeah, I love you. They just like okay, yeah, bye. Yeah. Or they do catch it, but you just drove off, yeah. and they're just and, like, "That guy and, loves me."
0: And if they they when they hand me my food, I'm like, "Thanks, I love you." Yeah, like, it's all awesome. Right, have a good one. It's <laughs> so fun.
1: And you know what would be even better is if you were working at the drive-thru and you were saying like, I love here you go, you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and just, then the just, ca- the customer would see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Love you. laughs> and then would, I bet, how many times would you have to say that before someone with a sense of humor would be like, I love you too. Yeah. And then drive off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it makes your day. Yeah. And then you're like, yes, I, you're, I got one.
0: I'm okay with this fast food lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that guy loves, everyone else acts like they fucking hate me and yeah. they disrespect the shit out of me. I hated that about fast food, man. It's so crazy. <laughs> Um, there's one reason that, uh, the only reason that somebody, in my opinion, if you think that they don't deserve a living wage is because you've never done that work. Like it Mm -hmm. is hard work and you, you, you deal with such animosity from these folks and it's fast. You're ordering shit food and you're going to be nitpicky about it. Like go to a fine dining restaurant if you want to be that kind of asshole. Like people want control they want power and uh they, once they get a little glimpse of it they they act like they're fucking mark zuckerberg or some shit and i don't even think mark zuckerberg acts like that you know well, mm. he doesn't really act like anything yeah whenever he's turned on <laughs> yeah yeah <You> know, yeah
0: <laughs> actually the switch is turned on <laughs> not not horny yeah yeah i i agree with you i think i think it's a rough a rough system that we've created in terms of like i, gr- I agree with a lot of the principles Mm-hmm. But sort of like – so take, for example, real quick, the justice system. The justice system is supposed to, in theory, work perfectly. Mm-hmm. And But it's a human system, mm-hmm. and there's humans running it, and humans complicate everything, so it doesn't work as it's supposed to. And in the same way, you know, McDonald's was supposed to be this, like, kind of local – place you could go get a hamburger quickly and mm-hmm. go back to work. And then mm-hmm. it some got somebody came along and was like, "Oh, I can make this into a business." Yeah. And then this business became a multinational corporation. Yeah. And there's a McDonald's in any country that's had a war that we've won. Yeah. And exactly it becomes true. what what it started out in before that was, okay, this is going to be a great place to have high schoolers come and Flip burgers and because they're not paying rent, they're not paying power, Mm -hmm. but they'll have they'll have money to go have fun, and that's what this is supposed to be. But then you create this system, and it's almost like sort of like sharecropping, where it's the only jobs available. Somebody takes it because they have to, Mm -hmm. and the cost of living's going up. The wages aren't complementing that, and now all of a sudden you're blaming the people that are that Mm. are providing you with food for. Not having a grown-up job, and it's like, okay, well, if they weren't there, you wouldn't get your food. There was a video, I'm probably not making this very articulate, but I apologize. Uh, there was a video I watched online, and it was just a compilation of Karen's because yeah, you know, it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> and this lady was complaining at the drive-through window. She was like, on your your app, I had to I had to place my order and I couldn't order hash Browns or whatever, so I had to come back through the drive-through and I was like, "How?" is your life.
1: Yeah. What are that you, you co- care that much. What are you complaining
0: about? Yeah. They don't develop the app. Yeah. Walk in the restaurant and yeah. order they the hash even, browns with what you want. They it's, don't even have the app. It's, <laughs> it's fast food. Yeah. like yeah. it's. There are so many solutions to your problem yeah. and you're taking it out on this poor person yeah. who is not, I gra- guarantee you not having a good day.
1: Yeah, A lady called the cops because they wouldn't give her the, the burger she wanted. Oh my God. Yeah, and they were like, "Man, what's your emergency?" She called 911, too. Oh not my just go- the cops. Oh my God. She called 911. <laughs> I know. It just makes you want to shit your pants, you know what I mean? And just give up on everything. So, she's like, "What's your emergency?" She was like, "I ordered this and they they put this on it when I didn't want it or something like that." And she's like, "Okay, well okay, what's we're not going to come down there and and anything about that she was like you're supposed to protect me and she said what are we protecting you from a wrong burger and she probably went on to say yeah a wrong burger yeah completely that person is probably mentally ill i i I have a really hard time believing that someone could live a life where they are that privileged that they think that the police are going to make sure that everything goes their way like so i guess i should have a little sympathy for this woman because she's she has to be mentally ill and and so in that case like you know she doesn't have control over that but she sounds lucid and so i am kind of led to believe that she's actually that entitled and and believes that the police are going to make sure her food is correct and that bothers me just a little bit just a little bit
0: you talk about meaning being very important to you you talk about So uh, I guess like manifesting your own meaning, Mm -hmm. because if so, especially taking somebody like Camus, Mm -hmm. if life is pointless, there's freedom in that because you get to design your own meaning. You get to design your own version of success. You get to design your own self-actualization. Okay. So do you you take that to heart? Do you float on the cusp of nihilism and that? Hmm. It's actually because um, one kind of informs the other, like mm. it's sort of like with Camus' thought, it's nihilistic, yeah, there is no meaning, yeah, but it doesn't end there. It's like, oh, ah, yeah. now you get to You have the, the you world's your oyster,
1: yeah, there you go. Um, well, actually, um, let's see, um, so I don't know if this would be a good thesis or if it's already been thought of, but I still intend to graduate because I'm so fucking close i might as well do it i've already spent this much money i don't want to have to pay for something i didn't get you know i'm gonna have to pay these student loans off for quite some time i mean i could have started a business with this loan um but uh so my premises and conclusions that in my opinion prove that human life has value right is that um humans are they have the ability to assign value to things and people and relationships. Any noun that you can think of, humans can assign value to that. The fact that we have the ability to assign value uh, thereby means that uh, we are a source of value. So I have never heard of a dry fountain that is producing water. If it's producing water, it is wet, right? Mm. So humans thereby have value because we're assigning value to things and so human life has value because we literally produce it we are the source of it um so but that's all that i can really say as far as like you know there's there's arguments you could make to where like oh well what is value and then like well god damn it Mm. you know and it's through studying philosophy i haven't really found any real answers i've just found more complicated questions and um um, I just have to take a few more sips to get to sleep is, is basically what what's happened there um, so I don't know as far as making your own meaning and 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 what that meaning is going to be it's it's this big convoluted bullshit garbage fire of a of a conundrum and but there is a lot of freedom yeah to just kind of giving into the nihilism and you're just like all right well you know I might as well might as well masturbate at a baseball game. There you, go. you know, like, who doesn't want to do that, you know? Um, for the record, I actually like going to baseball games. Um, but I don't like watching it on too television. Watched, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> love that baseball. Oh, yeah. It really uh, turns me on. Not like a light switch, but horny. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Oh, but, I mean, baseball games. Love having a hot dog and a beer, and watching a professional. What do you think about the Savannah Bananas? I want to know. I think that they've done an incredible job marketing
0: something that I I thought of as dead. Yeah, and not coming back because okay. the sand Nats... Uh, you've been you've been here as long as I yeah, have. I've
1: Been to sand Nats and bananas, yeah. Uh, and
0: uh, just I mean, talk about just a, a a total failure in terms of management and marketing and. Sure. Uh, anything else you could fail at that was the sand nats and mm. watching what i forget the 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 people's name who are running it now but watching this passion and this ingenuity yeah i mean it really ble- i i thought of grayson stadium as a soon to be like Conduct. coffin of mem- <laughs> memories or something yeah. yeah they're gonna tear it down or something or like you know lock it up forever and what they've done is honestly just one of the most impressive things Mm -hmm. I've seen in terms of turning something so dead around in Savannah. Absolutely true. Um,
1: I completely agree with that. That being said, Savannah Bananas, like, that name pissed me off at first. Yeah, but can't hate it now. No, I mean, I, I did go to one of their games, and like, uh, I had a VIP ticket because a friend of mine his boss like has like year round. He decided not to go to that game. So, so I was like, hey, my boss isn't using these tickets. You can go. He gets four tickets for every single game and you can eat as much as you want. So I ate some shitty food that that I don't like. I feel like they could improve like the hot like a good hot dog is all I really want. You know? mm. I feel like they should be sending people through the stands. They have enough money now, especially to do this. They could have people going through with hot dogs and selling hot dogs and beers and all that kind of stuff, um, and they could make it fairly cheap. They have all the artisanal uh, local beers, and I like that. There are people that want that, and sometimes I just want a fucking Bud Light and a and a and a hot dog. You know, there's there's a small part of me that I consider to be a patriot. Damn it, <laughs> and, and, and I want a fucking hot dog and a beer, and I don't want the beer to be good, and I want the hot dog to have ketchup on it, and that's it. Like the bun is shitty. The hot dog is hard to go wrong with a hot dog. I don't remember there being any hot dogs. I remember burgers, dry as fuck. Uh, uh, chicken sandwiches, dry as fuck. Maybe I loaded up the plate, and I, by the time I got to the hot dogs, it was not not the right time. But mm. a line for food, I think, is that's fine if you want to go get your own food, but somebody going through with the hot dog box, I think, would mm. be a great idea. It's classic. Yeah, and their, their um, is it their third base coach? The guy that dances like a motherfucker. Mm. He, he's doing backflips and shit. I was like whoa um i rarely paid attention to the game because they do too much of the in between it, stuff it,
0: it's a great idea because you're not selling baseball you're selling an experience but Correct. now you're leaning a little bit too much on the experience like every yeah. every between every batter it's got to be the most pumped up EDM song and then you know it's i mean it bec- it becomes uh it becomes
1: What's the word? Overstimulating. Yeah, and it's it's a great way to get people into baseball, to get kids into baseball. If there's kids in Savannah, that are going to be fans of baseball, where there aren't really a ton of baseball fans in Savannah. Yeah. These kids are going to grow up loving fucking baseball, mm-hmm. period. And that's wonderful, but I say make the kid wait a little bit longer for the next ridiculous, wacky thing that they're going to do. But it was like... They might as well have been going, like, beer the entire time. Yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck. And I just want to watch a baseball game. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with the fact that the banana thing, that's for the kids. And that I think that's wonderful because, you know, I personally like baseball. You know, um, the only sports poster I've ever had signed, I'm not a sport ball fan in general, but, like, it was the Baltimore Orioles. Mm. And that was, like, the first sport game that I ever went to like except for like local you know oh well you know my cousin's playing soccer so I'm going to go to this thing um and uh I like baseball being at the game I don't like watching almost any sport on television I mean rugby cool because they're fucking going for it and they don't stop you know mm-hmm. which is why they're not a bigger sport cuz they don't have time to advertise shit you got to catch them on the sidewalls of the stadium. In, yeah, that's
0: an interesting point.
1: Yeah, they they don't they're not like football where they take a break between plays to advertise. That's the mm-hmm. whole reason they made the sport. You know? <laughs> that's why they did it is to to advertise and to raise awareness about th- um, the military, and mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. You know, it's it's to recruit military and to get you to buy things. And I mean, I like watching the Super Bowl. You know. Mostly for the commercials, Mm -hmm. (laughs) oddly enough. Yeah. Um, That and this this past – not this past Super Bowl, but the one before that, uh, it was the Chiefs and the 49ers, and uh, the Green Bay Packers actually uh, were beaten – uh, by th- either the 49ers or the Chiefs in order for those two teams to get to the Super Bowl. And I have a brother who's no longer with us, but his favorite three teams were the Chiefs, the 49ers, and the Green Bay Packers. So, like, that whole season, he'd have lost his shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of it, I was sitting out front of Molly McPherson's, like, crying. People were like, whoa, what's wrong? I was like, has nothing to do with football. I don't like football. You know, I don't care about the game. And they were probably like, sure, buddy. Uh, yeah. Sure, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that I'm not really much of a sports fan. Um and yeah, I th- I think we I we align hundred percent on the Savannah bananas, like yeah. Except for the yeah, the the one thing is just I wish they would tone it down just a little bit so mm. that I could watch the game. Um and then Macon Bacon, you know, they're yeah. they're definitely they're piggybacking, right? Mm. They weren't they weren't a thing before the bananas, were they?
0: <sighs> I can't I can't speak to I that mean, with never, any
1: certainty. I've never, you know, been to Macon, so yeah. I don't know. But are not missing much. I mean, if they had Macon Bacon and then we did Savannah Bananas, that's probably why. They were like, oh, well, we can have a rival team. I'm,
0: I might be speaking out of pocket, but I think the owners have something to do with both teams. Ooh, okay. Th- they, th- that that's or, genius. I think so. I could be wrong. I know. I think they own two teams. It's like owning competing
1: brands. You're like, yeah. That's ah, just... Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. I hope they own both teams yeah. and they get us to hate one and then they get them to hate us. and. Hmm. Yes. Like, That's comment, horrible. subscribe if you know the backstory of the making Bacon. <laughs> yeah, 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 please. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't mean to derail things with the whole baseball thing, no, the sports thing. Um, this is excellent. Oh, good, good, good.
0: What do you want in this album that you're
1: working on to say? Um. Well, right now we're, we're just kind of recording singles. Um, I'm not sure which one's going to come out first because a lot of the songs are... The oldest one is called Making Friends. Um what, what I would like out of an album in general, like I've listened to some albums that are experience from beginning to end and it's it's just a dream of mine to make an album that is, so you know how this actually was a recent way of describing it and I, and I think it's a really great way to describe a good album. So you know how when you're watching a musical, they're acting, there's a storyline going on and then out of fucking nowhere, they they, they break the fourth wall and they go into sing-song for no fucking reason at all. Like, no one does that in real life. Like, it just breaks—not breaks the fourth wall. They break the illusion is what I meant to say. Um, so I think a good album is where it's all music, and every once in a while you break that illusion and you you go into performing more of of a real situation of some kind. And so it'll be, it could be a conversation that two people are having at a bus stop or something, or it could be. One of the best ones would be "Songs for the uh, Songs for the Death Songs for the Death" by Queens of the Stone Age. Mm. Uh, in the in between each song, there's this radio station that someone is flipping through, and like one of them is like a Mexican radio station. The other one is like some guy who's obviously like a a a, a let's say new rock uh, radio station, and he he's even talking about the album. And I just love how they 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 do that kind of stuff. Pink Floyd, obviously. I mean. They, they break into the middle of it now you've got like you know dive bombing uh, 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 planes and stuff and, and you've got machine stuff there's someone screaming in the background and you know when he says the lunatic is in the hall and then all of a sudden you can hear this person laughing I, I, I want to do something like that someday. Um, I don't know if any of the songs I have are appropriate to even do that but or maybe it's just going to be that much harder to find something that ties those songs together in that way.
0: Do you think it's gonna be like serendipitous in terms of you can you can find that string that makes all these songs correlate or do you think you're gonna have to write with a lot of intention to do that? Um, I'm gonna need a definition for serendipitous. Do okay. you think that based on just your proficiency as a songwriter, you're gonna be like if you if you just write enough songs mm-hmm. you'll be able to tie a, a select few together into a concept. Or do you think you're going to have to specifically write songs? Or is it going to be a combination of the two? Maybe you get six together, and then it's like, oh, that's a really cohesive idea, and then I can write six more songs off of this premise.
1: Oh, um, well, actually, um, accidentally, there are three different variations of the songs that I've written, other than the old ones that you probably won't ever hear. There's some that you might, because it's more of like a power rock kind of stuff. But we have a hard rock version of ourselves we have a nerd rock version of ourselves and a folk slash country version of ourselves and there are enough songs of each of those three to make an album each and it's it's really fortunate and and i would say oh well i went through this phase and this phase and this phase but it was kind of like gradual like oh all of a sudden i wrote a nerd rock song when i was definitely trying to just write you know the hard rock songs the, the very political edgy stuff. And then I wrote Making Friends, which is very nerd rockish and about social anxiety and how I don't do well at parties on the inside of my brain. And then as I was writing those, I also wrote a song called The Weird One right in the middle of writing all of the sad country folky stuff. And I started writing the sad country folky stuff also right in the middle of all the political stuff. But it just kind of worked out to where if I... Uh, separated or or like raked through those and then just kind of put them all in their spots there's there's three very different albums that we could do um it's just stuff to put in between songs and in songs and stuff that you know the the post-production stuff like oh it'd sound really cool if you know i don't know i broke a bottle right in the middle of this song why not i don't just just an example i don't know what it would be but um yeah so luckily we've got three albums worth of material, and we just need to get them recorded. you know we've got a, a bunch of scratch tracks right now. We are looking for a drummer um yeah. Austin Harris we were jamming with. I was really excited about it. Unfortunately, he's moving. Um, he's also a songwriter, so it's like it would have been amazing to have a band of four songwriters like that's what the Beatles had kind of yeah, except Ringo was not as much of a songwriter as Austin Harris so yeah. Well, Ringo wasn't even really as much of a person as Austin Harrison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never met take
0: the guy. Take the cheap but... shots. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I got. Yeah, yeah.
1: fuck Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Just kidding. He's still unpopular alive. opinion. And but... he could probably take me too. So I don't. Know. Well, he's got some years. Yeah, he's you know. yeah. That's true. I
0: don't know. I like your chances. If you if you kick those ankles early, like kind of work yeah. the knee, maybe an oblique kick. Yeah. You get that front leg compromised. He's going nowhere. His yeah, takedowns are garbage. And then I could just. Walk backwards. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, I tried to t-
1: turn it into a UFC commentary yeah. right there for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you do sound bites, but you could put, like, some some Joe Rogan in there. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, oh! Yeah, 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 yeah. So while you're describing <laughs> that. Yeah. Now we're getting <laughs> Unbelievable. into a concept podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think, actually, um, I mentioned to you the other day that I also kind of want to maybe do a podcast uh, at some point and uh i think i would do like certain sound like at the beginning and have you ever listened to uh radio lab mm-hmm. huge fan of radio lab the sound the sound cinematography mm. I, of that show is fucking ridiculous i don't know who is behind the scenes on that but they're a genius like and and yeah i just love that show so much it's like that's my number one podcast i would say okay radio lab um and I can't remember... Uh, God, what's that one called? It's also on NPR. Um, and it's technically a radio show, I think. And it's... I mean, every radio show is now a podcast mm. because it's it's very convenient. You can listen to it when you want. Uh, but it's called Snap Judgment. Mm. Mostly because the first time I heard Snap Judgment, he was like... He was like, this is not the news. No, this is not the news. You could be running through a field with a hot dog in your hand and a corn cob in the other in the middle of nowhere when all of a sudden like your mother is raking up uh, 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 roses out of a a trash can. And still you couldn't be further from the news. No, (laughs) this is NPR. And that was the end of it. And I was like, "What's the name of the show that I just missed?" Yeah. <laughs> "What the like, well, fuck?" And so I was just obsessively listening to NPR until I found out it was Snap Judgment. Got a hook. Yeah, I was. It just brought me in because the dude is way overzealous and and just random as hell. I was like, "I like this." I don't even know what the hell Snap Judgment is still to this day, mm-hmm. but I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like his intro and his outro, I suppose. Um. Question. What time it is? Okay, yeah, we're definitely still. I'm I'm still good on on time, um, and I don't know if this is how you do any of the podcasts, but do you ever take breaks? We can take a pee break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Cool, Let's break. Cool. So I have something I, I wanted to kind of start with coming back. Not that they kn- knew yeah. that we were gone, but uh, I wanted to go back to this moment that you and I shared, and it was a while ago. Okay. Um. Very rarely do I give unsolicited advice mm-hmm. especially when it pertains to somebody's art okay but in one moment I, I felt the like the need okay. to suggest something to you okay and it was you had just played and it was at Pickle Palace okay. and I'd, I'd heard your song everyone you know mm-hmm. a couple of times and you you had been talking about putting an EP out and it was going to be this song first and then that song and I, mm-hmm. I was like, hey man Everyone known you know needs to be your first song. And uh, we kinda had a little bit of a discussion about it and I was mm. like I was like, This is your introduction to whoever's gonna listen to you. I was like, I'm yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. like just I mean it's just my suggestion, but that's what I told you. And then you're like, ah, I kinda wanna do it this way and I was like, I totally understand. And then we met back up a couple weeks later and you're like, Hey man, I thought about what you said mm-hmm. and I think you're right. Yeah. And it was one of the few times I think I've ever, somebody said that I've been right. But <laughs> the, the, the reason that I did it is because I know as an artist as well, sometimes I can get wrapped up in my, I can get in my own way in terms of like, well, this is what I want people to hear. Yeah. As opposed to like, this is what people probably should hear first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, 95% of people are going to click the first song. Yeah. In the order They're not gonna they're, You know They're not gonna start with four And go back yeah. to two Be and like I wonder what digits. six sounds like Yeah um, And I just wanted you To kind of talk about I wanted you to talk about The other side of that Is like Like do you, do you try to How do you get into your own way And that's not to say That you were yeah. doing that In that moment But just That's what I perceived it as And that's what I do
1: a lot Well, actually, I was, and I'm very grateful for the conversation we had about that, because that's exactly what we did. We even did a soft release. We're going to re-record it. We're doing that now. Um, But as far as if you want to check out Perpetual Care, you can go on Spotify and find everyone you know, and that's the only song we have up right now. And it's just to be there so that we've got something to show people that, and that you know bars know you know how to play your instruments exactly yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like so here's here's our here's our shit. and but um as far as getting in my own way goes i was definitely gonna do uh i based it on like the title right so making friends i was like oh well you know it's our first song like this is how we're meeting our fan base yeah. and, but which everyone, by the way know,
0: also a great fucking song
1: I, I i i really appreciate that that was actually the first song i ever wrote that was like just an honest about me kind of song um and the drummer that i had at the time he said that was the first song he'd heard from me that he relates to and Mm -hmm. i was like awesome like i want people to relate to the music and making friends really was kind of a launching point for a lot of the other songs that i write about that i think other people relate to Mm -hmm. um and that gives me a lot more joy than putting on a flashy show like which i used to do i oversang and and it was all about stage presence which i'm also grateful for that's important but you know, relating to your audience is a really big part of it. Um, it, possibly the biggest part of it. And so if it weren't for that conversation, I wouldn't have thought, oh, well, you know, he's right. Like, this one's catchy. Like, people are going to, you know... People quote me on that song before they say hello to me now. They they see me and they're like, it's a fucking party over here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted. And, like, and, and that's what I saw
0: it as. Is like, It's not that... Everyone you know is better than making friends, or that mm. it has to be more valid to you. But I was like, this is, this is going to stick in people's mind. Mm. It, and one thing that I try to do when I songwrite is like, I, r- I write for three people. I write for myself. Okay. Uh, that's first and foremost. If mm-hmm. I don't like it, I'm not writing it. Yeah. The second person is a first time listener. The third person is a repeat listener. Okay. And that's what everyone you know to me is, and and even i th- I would say that making friends is a level deeper than that uh because it is catchy and it does appeal to that that first time listener, but mm-hmm. I think the true value in that song is the third time listener and the fourth time listener and the fifth time yeah. listener. But everyone you know somebody could hear it once and then they're a perpetual care fan and that's why it's such a powerful song is it's it's still you yeah it's still what you're about and yeah. it just it has all the elements for everyone I really and it's, it's a i I said it the night we were talking on the porch and yeah. I was like that's a that's not i it, you and i obviously get along very, we're not yeah. the closest of friends but i hope you know yeah, i hope yeah, we yeah. continue building I would, a relationship I would consider but just, we I would say good friends yeah yeah we 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 like each other Yeah, and that's a song that even if i hated your guts
1: i'd be like that's a great fucking song <laughs> and that's why it's so powerful yeah. and, and i mean honestly it's um, when when I saw you next and said I considered it, what I what I should have said was about five minutes after that conversation was over, I decided you were a hundred percent right. <laughs> it was like I was like I thought about it for like a second. I was like, damn, that's act yes, that does need to be the first song. And then I brought it by Darren and Molly, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Like they hadn't mentioned it before, mm-hmm. but like they had zero objections. It was like yeah, or right, you know what, he's right, and because I did mention that you were the one that said it, um, and also. Speaking of being in my own head, uh, the band was called Perpetual Care, right? And I had these kind of sad songs and some of these, like, semi, you know, tongue-in-cheek nerd rock songs. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that that fits Perpetual Care's purpose. Like, I only want to write the songs that are serious that are about something bigger than ourselves because it's called perpetual care and i want to make a difference with our music i want to play benefit shows and it, it was a great concept and everything but then darian he was like hey man so you've got all these songs that are really great and and they're they're songs that you know maybe are about self-care or taking care of your friends and and stuff like that and i disagreed at first but then i that one took longer to sink in. i was like you know you you're right like just because the song isn't about saving the goddamn world doesn't mean that it doesn't involve some kind of care in it. And so because of that, we have three albums instead of one that that we're trying to record right now. Um, and yeah, I definitely do that a lot. I get in my own head. I have this image of the way I think things should be. But I think that's why it's really important to consider the fact that they call it a band for a reason. And... I never want to be in any situation where I'm just doing all the work and I'm the one that says what goes. Um, It's it's very much a republic without a people that well, I guess people would be the audience, but it's very much a republic uh, where we we get together, we we talk about what we're going to do and. I mean, they've changed my lyrics multiple times. And, and if it weren't for them, I wouldn't have changed those lyrics. Um, Mallory Jen, who I mentioned earlier, she hates it when I change my lyrics. She, <laughs> she loves my one-offs, you know? As soon as I'm done with it, she's like, yeah, that's perfect. And then I'll be like, oh, I changed this one lyric. She's like, why? And I was like, ah, because that one was a little nose-picky, cheesy or whatever. And um, She's like shaking you. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, that's what I like about it. And, and, and I'm like, sorry, you know? But sometimes it, it does need to change, you know? It, um talked about being self-critical um i'm very much self-critical um and like you were saying earlier if i don't like it it's not going to happen but at the same time sometimes i'll like it and not realize it could stand up you know that's a lyric that people could take or give and that's not what i want out of it i want it to be a lyric that they need you know i want every lyric yeah it's got to it's all got to just keep driving it home yeah um
0: I got to say that that moment and you in that moment especially on the the follow up really inspired me because I realized something that night and I was like okay if if I'm and like I said I do not give out unsolicited advice yeah and just like willy-nilly like it's yeah. like a it's like a hey I I just Feel that like the spirits
1: in me. I gotta say yeah. something, kind of thing. I really appreciate and, you giving me a second, uh, or or making me take a second to talk about the Lord. Like, that was yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I feel like a Bible salesman, but Love. I um, you inspired me because I was like, okay, if I'm if I'm going to take up the mantle of giving people advice that they may not want to hear, mm-hmm. I need to respond better to that because I don't, and I I don't yeah. think I. I think i'm getting better i definitely yeah. don't think i'm i'm definitely not at the level if somebody was like hey this song goes 1st
1: like yeah. fuck you man <laughs> like yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> what do you know but
0: uh like oh, for example uh i'm st- i'm still very skeptical in a lot of ways like i i, I was talking to someone who will n- remain nameless about coming on the podcast at one point and i had already had my i already had my structure i had a couple guests and i knew what i liked doing and i knew that it was my style, and that's what it was. Yeah. And there happened to be a person sitting there unre- uh, un- uninvolved in the conversation, and they, they chimed in and they were like, w- "Would you be doing like news about Savannah?" And I was like, not really. I don't think. I mean, something may come up, but I was like, it's not going to be a primary focus. And he's like, oh, well, that's something that I'd really tune in for. And I looked at him and I was like, what makes I, you go think that I'd podcast. give a fucking shit about what you have to? Yeah, what you would listen to. If you like- want a news podcast? Go for that. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't say it to him because that's yeah. rude. But fair uh, enough. But it th- was kind of rude for him to say that too, though. A little bit. I might have backlash. It's a little out of pocket, but yeah. it, you know. And but at, at some point, I I just in terms of our relationship and I how I see us moving forward together because yeah. of and not to yeah. <laughs> not to, not to to, uh, to pin you down or anything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. As we continue to interact being yeah. a part of the
1: same scene. Yeah. someday you're gonna approach me with something and I'm gonna be like, fuck. Yeah, like, I, gotta,
0: I gotta listen to it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. and also I'm I very much so very rarely give advice. And so if I don't give advice, that means either um I like it just the way it is mm. or I don't care enough to (laughs) to tell you because it's a stressful thing to tell somebody something that you think might help them. And, and it's also, you, you got to make sure that you're the person that's going to give that right advice. Like, definitely, you know, like me telling you to, to change your thing instead of being a conversational podcast to being the news. Yeah. That guy's not good at giving advice. Like the, yeah. the dude's like, Oh, well maybe you should wear like a blue hat. You know, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Look what the fuck is that? You know He's <laughs> I mean? like, I like, I like, I like M and M's. Do yeah. you talk about M and M's on your podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, well, I'd really like it I, if you did. I
0: only tune into podcasts and talk yeah. about M and M's regularly. Yeah.
1: He's yeah. like, be a lot cooler if you did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like exactly. Like, yeah. Whatever. You know, but if, if it's something really constructive that helps that art, like what you're trying to do, sure. then sure, if, if I thought of something, maybe I'd bring it to your attention and be like, hey, I know this is your baby, take it or leave it, but this sure. is, yeah. this popped into my head. And that's usually how I do it. I'm very, as far as disclaimers go, if I'm giving someone advice, I got tons of those, tons of disclaimers. Like, hey, you know, I think what you're doing is great and you can take this or leave this because I'm just some asshole. But, and then, you know, two cents, insert, sure. fill in yeah. the blank here. Yeah um but it's important
0: that we communicate that way as artists and that's not just you and me that's yeah. anybody we interact with and mm-hmm. it's important to to at least hear the advice yeah and maybe you reject it immediately and you never think about it again maybe you mull over yeah and maybe uh, you take it maybe you mull it over and you're like no and then yeah i mean i do that all the time with people that make suggestions yes. and
1: um it's possible that you made my career with that with that advice. Well, if
0: if I did I couldn't be happier.
1: I mean it's 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 it is kind of really important how the world sees you first, you know. Mm. Like Post Malone is not known for the YouTube videos he put out when he wasn't famous and if you watch them they are Hilariously yeah. bad yeah, Like it's yeah, yeah. so bad There's yeah. He's talking about this girl who broke his heart And then there's this cheap Like clip art Bouncing in the background Saying broken heart alert and I'm <laughs> like What the fuck <laughs> But he's honestly The music he puts out Is good uh, And he did a great cover Of Don't Think Twice It's alright Bob Dylan yeah. And yeah. I mean I, 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 I kind of incredible
0: I saw him uh, It was YouTube Tagline was, Mm -hmm. uh, Post Malone covers Sturgill Simpson. And I'm a huge Sturgill Simpson fan. And I was like, do I click this? And I clicked it. And his voice, I was like, what
1: the fuck? Yeah, like, he's actually talented.
0: He sings like a country star. And I knew how talented he was, because he's covered... Uh, chili peppers and really i didn't yeah he's covered to some post malone covered nirvana and like normally at his live show he'll just stop it and he'll bring out an acoustic guitar he's covered sublime he's and that's the thing people don't realize about him is yes he's a rapper but he was a musician first not that rappers aren't musicians he was a he was like in a metal band and he, he played guitars for guitar for years and that when i heard him singing sturgill simpson i was like holy shit yeah. And it was like I knew he was talented. I didn't know he's that fucking talented. And it like completely changed my perspective on him, yeah. which was already moving in a more positive direction.
1: I first saw him on the show that it is my it is my career goal. I'm, I'm And this is actually this is technically as far as like being on any kind of show. This is like the first time my debut, so to speak. Right. And 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 but I, I love the thought of being on shows like that. It's called Hot Ones. Have you seen it?
0: That's the one where they eat really spicy shit yeah, and try to do an interview. It's
1: so amazing. Yeah, I haven't watched it. It's an odd structure, I'll admit. I am okay with hot sauce, um, but I... All right, so I can't do, like, crazy spicy, but I love hot sauce. I mm. want hot sauce on every fucking thing. If you find a hot sauce that's good on cheesecake, I will put it on that shit. Okay. Um, yeah, hot sauce is, like... Second only to cheese, actually. My argument is cheese goes on anything and it's going to be good. And they're like, "Well, what about cake?" I'm like, "Cheesecake, motherfucker!" Like, put that shit on my. That's just a real sweet cheese, you know. That's all it is. Let me get that sweet cheese, Mm. you know. But anyway, (laughs) um, I mean, I I love hot sauce. I'm actually really lucky. A friend of mine makes what is currently my favorite hot sauce. It's called MF Hot Sauce. Shout out to Jeremy. Yeah, Ice Man all day, and dude, he's got the Honey Badger is my favorite so far. Plum Craze is really great. He puts really unique flavors in that shit. And he, he makes a type of hot sauce where I'm like, I'll put this hot sauce on this stuff. It's like pairing wine and mm-hmm. cheese and meat and stuff. Um, but being on that show, one reason it's my career goal. And I'll be like, well, one, it's I, I'll know that I've made it because I, I was on that show. right? And secondly, I don't do well with crazy spicy shit. So it would be hilarious to watch me try to do that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the first time I saw Post Malone, it was on that. And it was just him talking. I was like, man, he's got this interesting personality. He might just be kind of like an Instagram, uh, pawn, you know, because there are pictures with him and Justin Bieber and stuff like that. And, um, Justin Bieber actually took a picture with him and with a bunch of cups. And he was like, Hey, take a picture with me. And when they took the picture, all the cups that he had aligned on the floor said, fuck post and post <laughs> Malone. Didn't know that. And then he saw that picture. and He's like, yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber's a little prankster. And he's like, are you going to get him back? He's like, yeah. He's like, how are you going to do it? And he's like, probably steal his dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was, You know, actually, I think that might've been the first hot ones episode I ever saw. Um, but uh, at first, I didn't know what to think of him. You know, same thing with Billie Eilish. I saw mm. her on that show, and I was like, who the fuck is this 17-year-old on on my goal show? Mm-hmm. And she probably sucks. And then I looked up Billie Eilish, and I was like, damn it. Yep. It's really fucking good. Like, yep. like, yeah, this is pop, but it's not. And it's really creative and really amazing. And I know that she, you know, writes also with her brother. Yeah, You know, but, I mean, she's a performer, and she's, you know, she also, I believe she does a lot of the writing as well. And she's just... She's like the perfect musician in a way, like for, for now, you know, mm-hmm. and the, what, for what she does. And I actually, I, I, I admire Billie Eilish. Um, and I probably, I'll probably i probably never say that about a pop artist ever again. Speaking um, of preconceived notions, sometimes it goes the other way. You know, I was disappointed by Iron and Wine because of my expectations. And I was disappointed by Billie Eilish by the fact that she was great. You know, yeah, I was there you go. Yeah, yeah delightfully yeah. surprised. I was like, damn, like there are creative people out there. Like, I don't even like Lord myself personally. Mm. It's not bad, um, and maybe it led to what Billie Eilish does now, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say so, probably yeah. in, influential there. So, I give her you know credit where it's due, sure. Um, I mean, I love Bjork, but Bjork isn't exactly a pop star, she's like the Bob Dylan of pop, yeah, I, I, if that's uh, yeah, fair to say, yeah, sure, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really strange, uh, because I mean. I like any genre as long as it's done well and it comes off as if, if it's genuine and if it's if it's creative if they do their own thing. Um, what was the? It was something Wall Coulter Wall Coulter Wall. That guy's voice on the right over here. I was just like, holy shit! Like, I'd stab four people to be able to sing like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at God, man, he's he really does sound like he's about to burst. Yeah, and, and I'm just like, man, like what? Yeah. Where does that come from? Like, I want to know more about that dude's life. like Ranch life, man. Yeah, I know he <laughs> lives on the ranch, yeah, yeah, yeah but fuck like, yeah. what happened in his childhood? Like, yeah. how many cigarettes did he smoke, you know? Like, oh, yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, crazy.
0: Yeah. How many Marbles for a yeah. voice like that? Fuck, man. Smoke I started, them all right now. <laughs> I started
1: when I was 11. I'm yeah. still not where he's at. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also, I mean, sometimes it's just natural. He's probably just naturally got that, that sure. voice yeah. there. He makes me want to burst, and I'm gonna. Later tonight, I'm gonna listen to Coulter Wall, and I'm probably gonna cry.
0: Check out uh, "The Devil Wears a Suit and Tie." mm -hmm. You're gonna like that one. Uh, Yeah, it sounds like it's right up my alley. And then, um, what else could I recommend by him? Oh, if you want to cry, Kate McCannon. Kate McCannon. Kate McCannon.
1: Is that a person's name I should know, or is it someone he knows?
0: Coulter Wall. That's, it's a song. Yes, yeah, so, um, I'm, I'm not sure is, if there's a
1: yeah. I'm not sure if there's a a reality to it. That's kind of incredible because to me it sounds like he's wrote it about a girl whose name is Kate McCannon. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever heard of a love song that was directly like that direct like yeah. first and last name. Yeah, you know. Well, you got. I don't know if the song is called this, but Bobby McGee mm-hmm. is that the name of the song? Yeah. Okay, so Bobby McGee, but that sounds also also more metaphorical. Right. Kate McCannon. Maybe it's her name that's doing this to me, but it sounds very, like I remember Kate McCannon. Let me yeah. tell you about her. Well, and like, it's definitely that. Oh, I don't. Shit.
0: I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's if it's a if it's a reality or if it's a metaphor or if it's a, a pseudonym or what. But, okay. Yeah. The devil wears a suit and tie, and yeah. then and then Kate McCannon. Kate McCannon. And then I want to do one more for you. Hang on, let me just let me yeah. just look up that song name because it's escaping me right now. Uh,
1: this is what you always want in a podcast It's dead air, you know Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I was thinking <laughs> really about saying the... something I was like, you know <laughs> Tell a um... joke Like, guy goes to the doctor and says Doc, you gotta help me I've broken my arm in several places And he says, stop going to those places <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I, um... I said that joke on Tinder And because her 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 profile literally said, "Give me your best dad joke," and I said that one. She hasn't responded. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding yeah, me?" That's yeah.
0: gold. <laughs> what's the other game? What's the what's my competition? You just yeah. want to know. Yeah. Um, came yeah.
1: So, Devil Wears a
0: Suit and Tie, Kate McCannon, and then, uh, me
1: and Big Dave. Me and Big Dave. All right, right on. Yeah. Kind of for some reason that reminds me of Curtis Lowe by. Uh, Leonard, Leonard Skinner, Skinner yeah, 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 one of yeah. the only songs that I still—it's like, it's
0: ballady and it's about ba- yeah yeah. Yeah,
1: I love that song. Yeah, Curtis Lowe's is just—I don't know—it's it's one of those perfect songs, you know. Mm. And I hope that Curtis Lowe is a real person that he knew when he was a kid. That's oh, so disappointing but, when that's not the case. Yeah, you, you know, like man, it'd be awesome. That's like Huckleberry Finn type shit, you know. Like it's yeah. it's like this like worlds across, you know, meeting and stuff like that. And I also learned how to play guitar the same way by offering beer to my neighbor. Uh, Charlie Hallis, who's no longer with us, and man, this dude—he would shred like a motherfucker. He's—he was—he was a larger guy, so he's sitting in like his recliner, and he held his guitar in classical position. I think by necessity because of the <laughs> bigness. But he was—he would be shredding on this guitar, and he's just got this blank look on his face. And I'm just—it's not plugged in, electric guitar, but I can—I can still hear what he's doing, and I can tell that it's inc- fucking incredible. And if he had a distortion pedal, it would be insane and then he's not even looking at me he's looking at the tv and he looks from the tv over to me and says man shark week is like my favorite man i love sharks do you like sharks and i was like you're not even thinking about what you're doing right now how the fuck do you do that that's insane and so my parents had a kegerator and i would fill uh pitchers of beer up from the kegerator and i'd bring it over to him in exchange for guitar lessons so I'm 90% self-taught, but if I had to attribute anybody to teaching me how to play guitar, it would be him because it was a little more formal. There was an exchange. Here's your payment. Teach me your things. Um, but then, of course, you know it would be unfair not to say Ryan Backus, Tim Sandlin, who actually lives here in town, um, and let's see, Mark Goodwine, who unfortunately turned out to be somebody that I'm not going to associate with, and I'm going to leave it at that, but he was a great guitarist um and i learned a lot of like bluesy stuff from him um and beyond that any anybody i ran into that was better than me i was like this is this is who i want to learn from and so wanting to know guitar actually taught me a very valuable lesson which is if you want to do something well find someone that's better than you and do that like that's how i learned how to play pool playing with people that are better than i am um and luckily for me they didn't say beat it kid they were like yeah let's play a game of pool and then i'm like man you're really good and like Butter them up a little bit and then they teach me their techniques and sure. shit like that um same thing with magic um i am drawing a blank on the name and it's because every time i see him we are both drunk um <laughs> so that's i think fair and next time i see him i'm gonna just fess up and be like hey i can't remember your name because we're always drunk when we see each other but he's been teaching me these magic tricks and and like certain card techniques and ways of holding it i'm also a big fan of magic very big fan of magic <laughs> i watched so much Penn and teller fool us that There are a lot of magic tricks that are just ruined enough for me. Like I know the techniques they're using. I don't know how to do them. Um, But I realized that I didn't ruin magic for myself because in learning these magic tricks that this guy is teaching me at the wormhole, um, when I finally know exactly how the trick is done and I learn how to do it myself, it's that same feeling of seeing a magic trick and being like, how the fuck did you do that? Like. Now it's like, how the fuck did I do that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'd say my favorite magician is Mario Lopez. He's got a great cigarette routine that I highly recommend. Oh, the one where it keeps flipping back to the filter. Yeah, and he's trying to light it and he just can't do it. Unbelievable. There are moments where, like, he even has it to the side and you can see that the filter is on the correct side. And then he, without even touching it, he, like, goes down and then boom, the filter's on the bottom again and he can't light it. He's, like,
0: holding it in his hand at one point and lighting it, like, this way. And it's. It's Unbelievable! Nuts. Yeah,
1: it's nuts. That's Mario Lopez. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. I um, actually know how he does that trick, but I'm not going to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I uh, don't blow up his spot. Yeah, not even. Uh, I wanted
0: to go back for a second because I've told this story on my other podcast, which will be coming out soon. But I, I wanted to tell I wanted to tell you this story because okay. we we're talking about like you you hope that when there's like such a powerful song that it's about somebody, mm-hmm. and you just want it to be real. Yeah. So I was. This was well before I could really call myself a songwriter i was like dabbling and like trying to put stuff together and i a, a co-worker of mine start and i started working together on songs and we were trying to make it work and it it wasn't going very far but i would play some of my songs he would play some of his songs we'd try to put something together yeah and he played me this song one night and it, i hadn't heard it from him before and there was a couple other people in the group normally it was like me and him just kind of working but there it happened to be like more of a small get together kind of setting mm-hmm. and he played this song and it was about his friend that he had in high school, and he had a horrible accident and he went deaf, mm. but he'd still play music with him, and he would play bass so he could like feel it more than he could hear it. And okay, wow. He would be get so happy when he realized they were in tune together, and it, it was like this this great story, and then it, it ended tragically. He fell out of a deer stand and he died. Damn it. And it was like holy shit. And then I remember later going out for a cigarette with him, and it was just us, and I was like, dude, that's a fucking great song. I was like. I can't believe that happened. Like I, I, I asked something like, "Is his family okay?" It's something along the lines yeah. of like asking for answers about this guy, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that's made up. That's not real." Oh, and man. I was just like, "They ruined the fucking song." I was like, Son "That's the bitch. worst song I've ever heard." It was like, a trick. It was a, It was all a lie. Damn it! And there's
1: nothing worse. Man, keep the illusion. Man, uh, that's funny. Um, there's a song I wrote that's uh, called "Sincerely, Frankie." that I also made up these characters. But you can tell that it's just a story, uh, because it's it's too crazy. Um, but it's about this dude who's like kind of a fuckboy and like convinces this girl to like lay with him and everything and then she gets pregnant and he leaves and she raises this kid, names him Frankie, which is this guy's name, you know, names him after him and hopes that he'll come back but never does. And like uh, one of the one of the lyrics is teach him how to read, teach him how to write so he can read the letters that I will never write. Uh, teach him how to use you, you how teach him how to use an envelope u.s posted sending sending love and hope uh he'll write daddy every week or so and you'll write back so he never knows so she's like writing oh in, in the dad's oh name oh my god yeah. but it and took then, me a second but jesus christ yeah so uh at the end she commits suicide and he finds a stack of letters um of the letters he sent to his dad and then i just quote um uh this the letters that he wrote to his dad so he like opens them up and realizes these are my letters and it says uh i know you never met me but you would have liked me i know you never met me but i look just like you i know you never met me but you'd have been proud of me sincerely frankie and it's like i felt like a sociopath writing this song because i took these people who don't exist and i put them through the worst and i just feel bad for these non-existent people that i wrote this really tragic horrible thing and it started as a joke there was a line that i did um i want you like no other you would make a great single mother <laughs> and after i wrote that song or that lyric right there for, a, for i was like it was so mean that it made me cackle like i was like that is the meanest thing yeah. that's ever come out of my brain yeah. and then i just i was like fine i'm just gonna keep being mean with it you know it's the same thing with i guess dirty woman and it, i just drove the meanness as far as i could and no one's gonna think that they're real people i don't think but if if they if they do i'm gonna be like yeah that's i'm not even i'm that kid yeah 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 <laughs> I'm Frankie. Yeah. which i'm not you know i've got two really great loving parents and and everything's you know good to go yeah. um i think fiction is an important
0: tool as well yeah. i think the problem comes when you like you try to sell fiction as non-fiction so if you were to play that song and cry yeah. on stage or like get choked up yeah. or like beforehand be like this is a this song about a friend of mine, <laughs> and then you shatter the illusion. Then it's yeah. like, and that's kind of oh, what he happened he actually in this. said that he was like, "This is a song about a it, friend of mine." W- it, it was an act. It, yeah. Okay. It was, a, and it wasn't like a bit. It was a, this is the way I get the chicks to dig me kind of thing. And I was like, yeah.
1: "Fuck! It just ruined it like, oh, for me." Oh, you're dirty, such a charlatan, ah, heretic, a not a heretic, Casanova. Yeah. 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 He's, he's he's, got, he's, how many fireballs have you got in there? Right? Oh, man. Dude, how I'm many, always locked just and loaded. one for every pocket. Yeah. Oh, man. If I took everything out of this vest, I would fill the table with my crap. <laughs> it's, it's insane. It's like a Mary Poppins thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, <laughs> the other day, someone was like, how much do you, How much stuff do you have in there? And I started taking everything out. And I don't know exactly how to phrase this. But I was like, I got this. I got this. I got this. And then it took out a certain thing that I shouldn't have taken out. And I was like, and not that. And I put it back in the <laughs> pocket. And they were like, hey. And, <laughs> Um. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> happened. I was like, "Whoops!" And, and I put it back in there. Now you're only supposed to take your dick out at the ballpark. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started masturbating. And they all joined in. It was great. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. This this vest it 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 allows me to free up to where I'm. I don't have a lot of stuff in my pockets. I hate that. Oh, I give them right there with you. I I I honestly even hate having my cigarettes and my lighter and my mm. phone mm-hmm. in my pockets. Um, a wallet forget about it yeah especially yeah, yeah. since i take business cards from people that i'm never going to use so i have a thick wallet <laughs> it looks like i have a lot of money i don't <laughs> <laughs> i really don't i just have a bunch of business cards that i haven't thrown away yet that's yeah. it so like <laughs> that's it's, that's my investment <laughs> yeah that's why i can't keep it in my back pocket because it's just like it's saying please mug get, me i have a stack of hundreds So you're in gonna area. get scoliosis sitting down too much yeah exactly that's yeah. another thing yeah, yeah it's it's bad for your spine to yeah. sit down like that and I actually feel it on, like I used to on long road trips, I'd have it in my back pocket yep. and I was like, dude, my left hip is killing me right yeah. now. And then once I take the wallet out finally, I'm like, oh man, that's so uh, much better. It's yeah. relieving. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. So, um,
0: for the people listening, yes. When, and not to put a strict date on it, but
1: when can we expect the album? That is a really tough one um, because right now we're in search for a drummer. So, if any of the listeners or you, know of a drummer who wants to be in a band that is going to go on tour we're looking for someone as dedicated as we are to the music um that's what we really need you know we, we we've had a lot of great drummers over the years but they have other things going on um right now our current drummer is Nathaniel Douglas, but mm-hmm. the only problem is that he lives in Hilton Head, and he's yeah. doing so well in Hilton Head. It's a track Yeah, I mean, he's on the front of magazines in that yeah. town, so yeah. I mean, he's he's making local news and shit, and and we can't be like, oh, well, you'd be better off in our band, you know, because yeah. right now he he wouldn't he, be, yeah, you know? he would, yeah. But it's it's a it's a long run thing that we're trying to sell to a, a drummer that wants to do something, um, and th- and that's tough. I mean, we might actually have Nathaniel Douglas on our recordings, but. It, it, if someone's going to go on tour with us, it'd be nice if they were the drummer that was on the album. Sure. You know, and, and and so they don't have that hanging over their head like, oh, well, I'm not really on the album. Yeah. I don't know if, it, you know, they would care or, or at all, but I mean, I would kind of care if I was performing in a band and it was someone else's voice and lyrics on there and be like, all right, well, I think I'm going to go do my own thing now. Mm-hmm. So that's the hardest part. Uh, so as far as a date, uh, it's, it's going to be singles and then EPs. Um, Somewhere in the next two years. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, pretty That's yeah. pretty much all I can I can give right now. I'd, I'd like to do a release of the next ver I mean, so actually I'll ask you. So we've already released the first um, Everyone You Know, but we have the second version that's a little faster and it's kind of been cropped out a little bit. Like there's a the first chorus we kind of make you wait for and we do a second verse and we got it down to four minutes, which is pushing it for, you know, radio play or... or attention span and stuff since it's going to be our first song we want it to be hit friendly and so should we release that one or what i'm thinking is we've already released that one let's release something different but that was more of a soft release so it's not technically our first release it's it's soft it's just a teaser so Mm -hmm. to speak even though it's the full song but i guess a teaser release is all i can really call that so I think I just answered my own question. It's still the first release that we're putting out and it'll be that.
0: Do you go through like DistroKid or CD Baby? Or DistroKid. Okay, so here's here's what I would suggest. Mm-hmm. You get this, this recording of everyone you know real polished. Yeah. Um, get it sounding pristine. When you go to release it on DistroKid, you can go to Spotify for artists and you can pitch it to their playlist editors. So... Okay. And I could show you how to do that. Yeah. Um, and... It's it's kind of a a maybe sort of thing. Yeah. They they may listen. Basically, what they do is you pitch the song and you kind of fill out some questions about it, like what was what genre would you say it is, like what's the tempo, like what, is it a happy song, is it a sad song? So you kind of do all this stuff. So then it'll go to somebody. They'll listen to it and they'll be like, oh, this would be perfect for this playlist or this playlist. Okay. And one of the big things is recording quality. So yeah. if it's it sounds good and passable, it has a chance of getting on a playlist. And okay. then. That's what I would do with your single. Okay. Because uh, I think that's a good way of not only, like, if uh, if that fails, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And then you can just self-promote. Yeah. But that's what I would do with that song. Instead of, like, kind of pulling something else out. Yeah. Just because you have the soft release. Like, put the better version yeah. up. Yeah.
1: Pull the other one. Yeah. And then see if that one gets any traction.
0: That's what I would do. That's just, that's yeah. just my suggestion. I
1: didn't even know that was an option. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, is there a, an amount of money I can pay to make sure somebody listens to it.
0: No, they don't do it that way. And there's, and and be skeptical of anybody that's like, oh, $200 and I'll get you on a Spotify playlist. They they don't do it that way. Um, And that's just a scam. Um, They will listen to it. And like I said, it's kind of, kind of maybe, but the nice thing is, is you can do it for a song for every release you have. So every single you have, you can pitch. And then if you come out with an album, you can pitch a different song that you haven't pitched
1: yet. Okay, Yeah. yeah
0: so um yeah we did it with one it didn't end up panning out but
1: yeah i mean it's also the dice. kind of seems like luck of the draw because it's like how many songs can they really listen to you know yeah i sure. mean i put in a tiny desk submission i'm pretty sure nobody of any salt even listened to it i think so i'm pretty sure well. nobody listened to it yeah or watched it you know what have you um it wasn't the best video i feel like we could have done uh better um, the only problem was that, like, we had a little hiccup while we were filming it because Darian kept bumping me with his headstock mm. with his, over the bass. And there's even a moment, and if you watch the video, you can see my, like, frustrated smile. I'm like, oh, God, I really wish you would stop doing that. <laughs> and so the vibe wasn't there. So we actually had to re record the audio and we followed along with the song. And so it's still the same take that we recorded over but we did record over it Mm. and you can kind of tell and Mm. so that might have been a disqualifier actually i'm not possibly yeah 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 Yeah. so maybe you didn't have the right desk yeah yeah well we did have like a it was like a nightstand but we covered with a cloth and we put some (laughs) pens on it yeah who's
0: the who's the guy that got really big off of the submissions but he didn't make hobo Hobo Johnson. johnson yeah it's not a desk but i don't care yeah 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 it's like whatever and so you could talk about somebody that lucked out probably better than the person
1: who actually won it oh yeah I don't even know who won it yeah I have no idea yeah
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I listened to the song of the dude that did win the one that I've submitted to and I was like man
0: (laughs) I know everyone you know but it's okay yeah yeah
1: (laughs) well we we submitted jet lag but maybe that'd be a good one next time around Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I'd love to do a sponsored tour by a beer company so another thought I had, actually, was doing a tour, being sponsored by like maybe one of the local breweries or something. That that's wants not to, a bad idea. And basically be like, yeah, we'll just be your beer reps. You yeah, know? So, just fill up
0: my trunk. <laughs> yeah, literally
1: just pay just me as a beer rep, and I'll use that money to make sure we're alive on tour, and we'll do shows, and that's where I'll rep your beer.
0: It's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be neat. And uh, I did approach um, Service Brewing Company, but they didn't seem interested in spreading like that. Yeah. Um, maybe it's because of whatever... Uh, um, um, Uh, production capacity that they have you know he's probably happy with what they got going on um but there's a a couple more breweries in town you could try one just
0: one just popped up um really I can't remember the name of it but then you know there's Southbound there's Tybee Brewing
1: Company Mm -hmm. there's There's two
0: tides two tides yeah
1: um and there's also distilleries Ghost Mm -hmm. Coast you know um there's I mean there's so much here um and which is kind of odd but also not because this is the kind of town I would expect, you know, to have these like microbreweries and distilleries uh, because people like something unique in this town. That's why you move here because it's a very unique kind of town. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine um, who I work with at the Wormholes name's D- He um, uh, we, we might actually have to st- strike that name. I'm not sure if he wants to. I'll mention it to him. I'm sure he won't care. There's plausible deniability. Uh, yeah, he said also yeah, and also I've got plenty of people I know named James. Uh, that work at the wormhole. Thank so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Six or seven of them, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's tons of them. Um, <laughs> come check them all out. All right? So uh, <laughs> um, He said that if you were in Seattle in the mid-'90s and then in Savannah today, you're looking at the same thing,
2: mm-hmm. which is
1: really encouraging to me because I've always thought that about Savannah. I was like, Savannah is about to be a hub of some kind. But right now, we get to enjoy it mm-hmm. pretty soon everybody else is going to show up to enjoy it and i mean we've already got some bands that have made it pretty big you know like black tusk and stuff very odd for this town to be a metal town but for some yeah. reason it is yeah you
0: know? um who's the the big the fucking real big one
1: Kylesa. N- um or... i thought black tusk was the really big one there there's one more that's like
0: uh e- even bigger uh i feel like it starts with a B.
1: baroness baroness yeah absolutely yeah they've, they've made it huge and it's 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 kind of crazy to think that, you know, oh, well, those folks are from my town and like metal fans across the world are into mm-hmm. them, you know, um, that's like saying Metallica's from your town. Or yeah. Something yeah, like yeah. That. Which, you know, it's I don't know if it can compare. I don't know how big metal. You know, I'm not a metal fan. You know, I, I like a metal show, but I'm not going to listen to metal in my car. Cause I'm trying to focus on the road and mm. be compassionate and, and patient mm. and metal does not inspire. That. <laughs> which is why I should also never listen to electronic music in, in, in my, in my car. Go a um, little Tokyo drift on it. Next thing you know, I'm going 95 and 55 <laughs> and I get a speeding ticket like two blocks from my house and all my neighbors see it, you know, which sucks. <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> yeah. Especially since i lived with my parents at the time, hypothetically. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, they're like, well, there's the, you know, the leech residence kid, you know, he, they just got that car for him th- three months ago. He's already <laughs> getting a speeding ticket. <laughs> Fucking dingus. We all been there. Yeah, it sucked. Um, and I actually did tell him that. I was like, "I'm sorry, but Sandstorm was on." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that song was too much. Uh, I mean, and I yeah, I was just I was going like I was driving some kind of Porsche. It was a Chevy Cavalier. Oh okay. Oh, I mean, wait, was, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I was like, I was driving as if I ah. was driving some kind of Porsche. And, so yeah yeah you know my dad got me some kind of porsche i don't know (laughs) (laughs) even if i had all the money in the world i don't think i'd get my kid a sports car for the first you you can get the newest honda civic if i'm a millionaire no my uh my first
0: car was a sports car (laughs) yeah Yeah. shit man 87 bmw m6 damn dude that's (laughs) nuts my parents love me (laughs) yeah yeah
1: well yeah sure but it's just like i'd be worried that the kid's gonna fuck it up dude it was so many close calls (laughs) yeah are you do you have any siblings yeah, younger sister okay so you're the oldest yeah okay so that makes sense my older brother mike they gave uh they gave him a um an el camino mm. and he wrapped it around a tree fuck. you know he, he totally wrecked it and and so that was like my first thing I was like yeah you get someone young a sports car they're gonna fuck it up you know yeah that's how it's gonna and go i
0: got real close a couple of times you know what allegedly what I'm saying? allegedly my parents are listening to this yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my sister's first car was a Ford Expedition. See, they're like maybe we we'll down a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't drive this thing fast because you will kill someone. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You'll survive though. That's yeah. the point right there. Right. Yeah. Maybe they cared more about your sister's survival than yours. Hundred percent. Like, ah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. He's on a road to destruction anyway. Yeah. If he if he if he dies in this car, he's you know he he went out doing what he loved. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Man, <laughs> listen and, to the sandstorm. Yeah, there it is.
0: Well, dude, I gotta say. um I, th- I think some people are under the philosophy that your friends can't be your fans, but I'm a friend of yours. I'm a fan of yours. Like Thanks, definitely man. as a as a I I consider us like everybody in our scene like colleagues almost. Colleagues, it's like yes. we're like we're like Absolutely. like brothers in arms and yeah. like and sisters in arms and um I'm really excited for your release. I know you you're tentative on the, the date of that. I hope you find a drummer. I'll keep my ears out. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I love your music. I look forward to playing at open mics with you. And awesome, if you yeah. if you get a if you get a road gig, like I'm more than happy to open for you. Yeah, yeah, sounds Just, great. I I hope that my suggestion does make you famous, because that could, there's nothing more fulfilling. So. Yeah. I can't picture anything more fulfilling. Yeah, and so. I
1: mean, I mean whatchamacallit, we call it? Uh, if as far as other mics go, uh, Monday at, at at the Wormhole yeah. is probably. I wanted to stick around last time, but I got sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> me too, actually. That's, I, I was. That's exactly what happened to me. I yeah. was like, I can't stay as late as I need to to play, so I'm just and gonna go. I, fr- I forgot that like ninety percent of the Mondays
0: are dead, and you can get on the list no problem. And yeah. then, but every once in a while, yeah. there's thirty people, yeah. and you're signing below even the blocks. Yeah, for the names, and You're I was like, like oh, "There's no way I'm getting on until two, maybe." Yeah, so I, I made a misread. So hopefully, yeah, yeah, do do wormhole and maybe maybe Malik
1: McPherson's heard they're doing Tuesdays. Uh, I think I think so, you told yeah. me they're doing Tuesdays. Uh, well, I I don't know who's running it now. So I, think, I think it's a blues band. Uh, Hitman then probably. Hitman.
0: I th- I, th- I asked somebody and they said it wasn't Hitman. Oh, and it wasn't um. Uh, Culberson It's it's a yeah. I think it's a younger group
1: That's very strange to yeah, me Yeah, yeah, um, yeah It used to be Philip Wise And I always loved that one Because it was a very Phil. good Singer-songwriter yeah. Open mic So it's I miss like
0: Philip so much Yeah, yeah
1: And I mean He's been showing up though On Mondays So Really? Yeah, <sighs> we get to hear him play Which yeah, I love I gotta, hearing him play gotta, He's got such a Golden voice I oh love it I can't. I can't speak
0: that guy's praises enough. Yeah. Phil, if you're listening, come on the podcast again. Yeah, I a you, buddy. <laughs> and then I really want to see him at a mic. But, uh, you know, you got places to be. Thank you for coming on. This was yeah. wonderful. Thanks for having me. Um, we got to grab a selfie before we go. Absolutely. I, gotta, I, I promised my last guest, Stefan, that I was going to get better about the social media promotion because that's my Achilles heel. Okay. I hate promoting anything, but I want to because it's all about you guys. And so I got to get better. So we'll get a selfie and then. All right, I'm, right on. I'm your taxi man. Wherever you gotta go.
1: All right, awesome. Sounds
0: great. All right, dude. Thanks right. for coming in, buddy. Thanks.